Doggies. It doesn't sound very. Oh, it's because I don't have the button. I had the button pushed in so I could hear it back. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and now with a new audio cable. Mm. Hey, and we're not using a printer cable for audio anymore. <laughs> Moving on up. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Joshua Casey, yeah, yeah. Lucas Allen, hello, and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. I love that you're the voices guy now. It's so good. You finally found your niche. Niche. Uh, Christ. Ten versions of the same voice. Hello, mate. Put, a, put another shrimp on the barbie. There's. A, I was in a store the other day um, in World Market surprisingly mm, um, and they had a new barista there that had a clearly foreign accent and it was like i i'm pretty sure that's new zealand pretty sure <laughs> but i don't want to say it was like where's your your uh accent from australia like uh, <laughs> Next close door, that's pretty good yeah, yeah so uh, why was that important who, I don't who know. the fuck knows uh yeah let's let's get into the the nuts of mm. this. Hey, 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 what are you hey. drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if hey. we're gonna get sup, rock, sup, need some fluid. So, hey, hey, what are you drinking? What's that? So, old Super Bowl throwback. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear that Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl? Did yeah yeah. How are you feeling about that, buddy? Oh man, that's my bright side. Oh, spoilers! God damn it! All right, what are we drinking? I'm drinking um, Kroger uh, Big K root beer. It has substantially less bite than the Barks. <laughs> barks. Uh, <laughs> this is budget Barks. Big K know. has no bite. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we're drinking. We're drinking, stuff, um, yeah. we're drinking things of my craft of my bosom here um er, we're cr- drinking josh's liquids early we're drinking yeah you are all of my bodily fluids <laughs> um so earlier later uh we will be drinking the brown ale which has been lovingly titled lucas gets his nut in the year um, 2000 yes, it was nut, really good nut brown ale yeah it's nice and yeah. it's got just enough kind of bitterness from the hops but it's not yeah that was a hit I'll, I'll, I'll it, get it. that was a that was that one makes it into the the josh brewery sweet all right that's good to know and then currently we're drinking um kind of a mimosa type thing i i made a really really tart um it's really good apple cider with grapefruit in it and so if you add juice to it it's fucking amazing does this have a name is cider screwdriver dickens sure screwdriver now we'll call it dickens dick skin dickens cider foreskin (laughs) do we get there four thousand foreskins how many foreskins (laughs) was in that story of it in the bible 200? How many foreskins equals a bushel is what I want to know. A whole satchel of foreskins. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What is the what is the the um the group name for that? Would it be a, like a passel? A passel of foreskins? <laughs> hey, um, Siri. Uh, a murder of a murder foreskins. foreskins yeah. <laughs> Do they talk about foreskins in the Bible? A school of skins. A school of skins. Uh I don't know how to respond to that series. <laughs> God damn it. There was also a story of, of I think it's translated golden tumors. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. They, In Egypt. Yeah, but the, our our Old Testament professor said it would more accurately be golden hemorrhoids. 
Oh, huh. neat. And I was like, that's my new co- band name. So. Golden Hemorrhoids. <laughs> that's what you get when you watch The Golden Bachelor for too long. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's a it's an elderly golden earring cover band, but yeah. nobody knows Sorry. who they are. That was actually a legitimately good joke. But I, I thought was it was, too. I was stuck on trying you to know, spell fuck hem- you guys. I was stuck on trying to spell hemorrhoids. It's so like... I was so concentrated on that. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. Man. And when um, I finish this, I'll probably get an old dirty bastard because why the hell not? Yeah, why not? Lube up. Why not? Oh, Are yeah. you driving or is, no, I'm is, driving, oh, baby. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Well, fuck. <laughs> Good luck. We already Lucas. decided my beer's like probably 3%. This has got yeah. juice in it, so that not, means this is not by any scientific this is, this is measurement. Veg- this is a fruit. Yeah, right, it's yeah. a fruit. Yeah, we just we just felt it was like three to five percent. There's no science <laughs> behind that. <There's> <laughs> Sorry, officer. I mean, the bottle said nothing. It said nothing. It said nothing. Um, alcohol free. Yeah. What, what are we? I feel like I've lost. What the are plot we drinking? Here. We were drinking. What are we drinking? What's next? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Check out uh, meaningless apparel on Etsy. Yeah, yeah. Advertising. Wow. So people need help figuring out what to buy, and then y- you help them. I have a shirt idea based on something uh, I, I think I said in the last episode. It's coming soon. Mm, same. I, I want want to do the an idea of. Well, I'll, I'll save it for the for the meaningless <laughs> for the apparel. Reveal. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, so let's go right side. Always You're listening to uh, Look on the Bright Side, side with uh, Mr. Brightside himself, Josh Polly. Yeah. Wrong song. I always do the wrong song. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, every it's time. Fine. One day. Uh, All right. There we there go. go. Yeah, thank you. you know um, Chiefs won the Super Bowl, guys. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really, like, weird year for their team. Like, they played shitty all year long. Is that me or is that your computer? It's again? It's, it's my computer. Okay. Again. Uh, they played sh- like they played shitty all year long, but they still managed obviously to have a good enough record to get into the playoffs, and yeah. then they turned it on. And um, their defense—I mean, the defense won won the game just like it won the whole season for them, um, except for the like three drives at the end of the game. And so, yeah. and that's all you need. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And, and yeah. I've said before, I'm just trying to enjoy it, and they'll be shitty again. And Somewhere between one and ten years, and then yeah, you no. know. So I'm just enjoying having a good team. Ride the wave, man. Yeah, let him be a villain. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Guys, I wish I'd taken a picture to show you Josh enjoying something. <laughs> God, yeah. God damn. If that's how you enjoy shit, <laughs> that's oh why my God. I told man. I, had I hate to, to see your O face. Like it wasn't just. I didn't <laughs> stop my vinegar strokes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't just stop watching football because of CTE. I also stopped watching it because it was going to give me an ulcer, <laughs> and then I I got drawn back in. Because your team were like, now that Josh is gone, let's do well. Right. Yeah. It kind of was. It's it's amazing to me to watch. Uh, because I don't care about sports, mm-hmm. like watching people be so invested in something. Right. That, you it's know, weird. That, and, and it's yeah. not like, I mean, I used to be like, oh, it's just like jocks like sports and they're all dumb. <clears throat> no, there are smart Look people. Look at me. I'm not athletic They're at dumb, all. but they're fun. But like what there is there's that way of doing it but um right but i my roommate in college also took the dallas cowboys very seriously and i've seen him oh well fuck them i mean i've seen well yeah i've seen him kick dressers and oh my god throw things he was it's funny because he's so chill now he was he was still trying to be a good christian man you know um 
but uh yeah just to watch like the level of i mean you're not freaking out but just like this is so serious yeah there is no higher stakes in right in the world it, at right that now moment. and yeah. i'm like he could actually be devastated if they lose and what was it was kind of it a cool break sports, his heart. it, it was kind of great. a cool sports day because we also michaela and i we have season oh, tickets yeah. to the women's game so we went to the women's yeah. game and uh, mackenzie holmes broke the all-time scoring record for iu women yep and um it was just it was fucking cool. Like I took I took two videos. I only showed you guys. I showed you guys the one on that she scored. And first off, it's fucking awesome, Lucas. You said it to see Assembly Hall just packed for a women's yeah. game. And then on top of that, it was cool. She did it against Purdue. And then even like so, the first video I took was the the she missed a shot before she made that one. And so it was like every she goes up and she <gasps> shoots. And it was like, <gasps> like you just hear everyone like yeah. be sad for a minute. It was kind of kind of fun. Yeah, uh, that team is just so fun. They are. It, it's it 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 makes me enjoy watching basketball again. Yeah, um, because they're just it, the it's the teamwork is fun. They care. They they give a shit. They were all celebrating. You know, you don't see that a lot in, in team sports right now, mm-hmm. uh, where people are genuinely happy for when their their teammates do good things. Right. So. Um, yeah, women's college sports is just basketball specifically is just where it's at. Dan says, "Who cares? Fuck you, Dan. Nobody, <laughs> nobody fucking cares." Dan, Dan fucking Summers. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good. So, um, any more bright side? That's good for now. All right, Lucas. Uh, let's see. I Friday night. Uh, my son played at a fundraiser. My oldest son played at a fundraiser um and it was his first like gig um and he was playing guitar and singing songs by himself oh i saw did you post a video yeah okay yeah it was fucking great man yeah and i've not i mean i've heard him sing and i've heard him do some music but like judah is usually the one that is constantly doing music so um i know he's like a good bass player and I've heard him sing. He he has perfect pitch, which helps. But um, he my really kids have perfect pitch. I don't. I have God, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really cool to see because even like when I've heard him sing before and stuff, it's it's a little like uh, stiff, mm. you know. Like the he hits the note perfectly, mm-hmm. but there's no like. You know, it's just kind of like, and but I hadn't heard him sing for a while, and he was, and probably because he wasn't singing church songs, he was just singing the songs he wanted to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little more feeling and stuff, and so Zhuzh. yeah, it was, it, it was really good. It yeah, it's funny when your kids like impress you because you yeah. n- usually know, like uh-huh. you've seen them do this a bunch, just to go to that and be like, oh wow, that was that's cool. And he played a Dawes song. Oh, uh, that's yeah. great. Which I didn't even know. Like he just heard that. You song. listen to Dawes? <laughs> he was like, I don't know. I heard it somewhere. It's <laughs> in it, my house. Piano, piano part. They don't listen. They don't hear my music very much. So uh, he was just like playing our piano one day mm. and was playing the piano part from the song. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I was like, did you know that that's like one of my top favorite songs? And he's like, no. So he, <laughs> fuck you, Dad. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah. So oh, man. he played that the other night. So that was really awesome too. And Wolf is such a great follow on TikTok. Really? <laughs> is he really? I need oh, to prolific. I'll have to follow him. You, but, you can definitely tell what he's into that week or that <laughs> month. Yeah, yeah. And, and he uh 
the the TikToks have changed recently. The You've Got France was fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's more personal lately, and it's it's good. It's all good. It's fun. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I don't. Did I write down if I had a bright side or not? I don't know if you wrote one down. Trying to see. You haven't. You haven't, haven't told us your bright side yet. Um, man, I, I wrote down Blue Beetle last week. It was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are. It was a well lit yeah, side. It's all right. It was, it was an okay side. <laughs> no. Uh, so we. Sarah has gotten a job, and so this weekend, um, on the weekends, like we both, the weekends we work, we both work, and so yeah. the kids are kind of feral, feral by themselves. I mean, Sarah's here, but like feral. Yeah. So um, this weekend, I I ended up switching my Friday. My boss asked me to switch Friday for Saturday, so I was off on Saturday. So that worked out well, mm. and then on. Sunday, I was on call for Illinois, and literally nothing came in. So I ended up getting a free weekend That's off awesome. when we really, really needed it. Yeah. Somebody to be here with the kids to kind of transition them from right. not needing mom every time there's a disagreement. Yeah. So it was good to to like be here for. And it went really well. Like nice. honestly, the times where they struggled the most were when they saw Sarah, mm. and it was like. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> and here's all the things and and like tears were flowing and it's just like it uh you know, but the other times like they went as well as they possibly could. They were still fighting and, and mm, yeah. dumb kid shit, but yeah. like uh it was it was a good weekend and you know, we I'm I'm not usually like a solo parent. Like yeah. usually, you know, cuz Sarah hasn't had a job so we've been together you know yeah. there have been times where sarah goes out and hangs out with friends and stuff but it's it's always it's the vast majority of my parentage has been co-parenting like mm-hmm. in real time versus yeah. just you know taking turns and stuff so mm-hmm. so it was, it was good to have that and not to say that i haven't been alone with my kids <laughs> You know, but but you. Well, the court order was just lifted. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and and you know we're gonna have a vacation coming up too, uh, where it's gonna be me and the kids, and Sarah's got to work, and mm. it's gonna be a new experience too. So we'll eventually Sarah will get a vacation. It'll we'll all go together. But like, mm. yeah. So it was it was good. It was it was. Yes. It had definitely had its you gonna ups take and downs, him, but good. give him air tags and take him to Trader Bakers and just. Tell him you'll see him in a little yep, bit. Yep, we'll see you in a little <laughs> bit. Get to it. Um, so, yeah. You got fields out here for them to run in. <laughs> yep. Daddy's yeah. going to take a nap. Yep. Watch out for bobcats. Don't cross the county line there, kids. <laughs> mind, it's not far. Mind you don't cut yourself, Mordecai. Fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> know what that is. It's a line from Raising Arizona. Uh, That's right. <laughs> man, I have not seen that movie. That's a great fucking movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Jeez. Have you seen Raising Arizona? I have not. Do you That's, know what it is? No. Nicolas Cage? That's probably the one movie I can quote like a Polly. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like, because I've seen it, you know, mm. dozens of times. So it's like, I don't know. I'm like, how do they watch a show and yeah. then quote it next week? Like I have to watch it and live in it and breathe it. Yeah. Okay. That and uh, Days and Confused. Let's do draft Nicolas Cage films. Oh shit! 
Oh, man. The Rock has to be. The Rock. Okay, that's a good one. So mine is Raising Arizona, definitely. Okay. Oh, I got to pull up his IMDb. Oh, here. you're going to pull up IMDb? You can't yeah. pull okay, up IMDb. Okay, fine. I won't. Um, Just whatever comes to mind. Yeah, I think it's got to be what comes to mind. Oh, what was that one? National Treasure. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's a good it's one. A, it's fun. That's a fun movie. Um. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, uh. I'm gonna say face off, but <laughs> I gotta, I, I'm taking face off. Uh, and then uh, let's do. Oh man, there's one I'm fucking forgetting. Con Air. Con Air. I'm taking Con Air. Okay. Yeah. Back to you. Uh, so not having seen it, I when you said let's let's like draft movies, I'm like oh shit, because I like have not seen so many movies. Um, so not having seen it. The one with Pedro Pascal. Damn it! That's don't the, fucking take that. It's so good. Unbearable. The unbearable uh, way to massive yeah. talent. Yeah. God, it was so good. And I've heard. Dan, oh, it's not my turn. I got my draft. You can right. use Dan's given you, you one here. Took mine, man. No. This is your, I'm going to use IMDb because I got to know what that film what's is. What's the? What's the? He was also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High under the name Nicholas Coppola. Coppola. Was he really? Because that's his uncle. Yeah. What's the? Uh, what's the? The one where he was. Um, it's like a Christmas one. He's like a car family salesman. Man. Family man. Is that, that one, I really like that one. New family man. Since you took the one I wanted, you bitch. I didn't even have to see it to know. God, it was. It's really fun. I mean, I also was in a was in an airport for like eight hours, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but yeah, it was fun. Right. Well, I guess back to you. Oh, back to him. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna, done. I got to find the one that I really wanted to. Was I supposed to pick twice again? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. If we're snaking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you so do, I got to pick yeah, another yeah, one. Go again. Fuck. I'm trying to think of another Nick Cage. I, like it's there's a limited number of them that I've seen. He's done so many. He's recently. done so many, yeah. but like I'll take National Treasure. That's fun. Okay, I'm gonna say. Uh, oh, I got. I I know what one ones it. Uh, there's the one where he's the pilot. That's what you, you wanted, stole mine, you bastard, <laughs> dude. Left behind. Here. He's here to spoil people. <laughs> you know what? Left behind. I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. And again, not having seen it, just on reputation, pig. Okay, that's my art. I still haven't seen that one. That's for like film people. All right, I'm I'm trying to think of the fucking one. adaptation. That's the, I could I knew it was like a word that hmm. wouldn't scream Nick Cage. Adaptation is my next choice, and then um oh. I oh, if we get, if we're fuck. picking any more, I'm gonna have to pull up IMDb. <laughs> three's there, about a three's there's about a, max. some really good ones. Uh, we we don't have to do any more if you don't want to. But Snake Eyes is a good one. Mm. Uh, Gone in sixty seconds. That one was fun. Oh, oh um, yeah, that's fun. Uh, with the Weatherman. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> he played Johnny Blaze. <laughs> that's my nickname in high school. <laughs> um, knowing. Oh man! Oh, and uh, Kick Ass. Wasn't he in an animated ser- movie series where it like cavemen? Cave the Croods. The Croods. Yep, I saw the, the first one of those. <laughs> uh, he was in. Uh, he's he was going to be in Superman. Uh, they they did a Nick Cage movie where he was supposed to be in Super uh, in Superman. He was Superman, oh. um, but it got shelved and it never came out because it was Nick like Cage is Superman. So it exists. Yeah. Um, so it, they did test footage oh, okay. of it, okay. and then he actually shows up. Spoiler alert! In uh, the Flash, 
as one of the alternate versions of Superman. Oh. So they paid homage to the egg. idea of the because he was fun. really into Superman. Yeah. Huh. So. Oh, and Renfield. Renfeld. Mm, Renfeld. Yeah, it's a good one. Recent one. He's a he's got a fun little <clears throat> bit part in a uh, across Spider Verse too. Yep. Yeah. And I, apparently during the production, he was like he would do a few takes and go, okay. I'm gonna go full cage now, and then would like do just really just off the walls weird. Mm-hmm. But he was the he was noir, the noir one. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Fun times. All right, let's do music time. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Icelandic falsetto, if you think Nick Cave's the bomb. If you like to crank Marvin Gayo when you bang the Polly's mom. <laughs> oh, fuck. We need to play that Debbie song. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie update. And, um, music time, and Matt's balls. Music and... time. Music time. Music time. Music time. All the songs we weren't allowed to play because of them. <laughs> All right, we've got a music time. Music yeah, we time. do. There were three times where I told you, what am I doing? I forgot what I'm doing. And I just remembered what I was doing. Once we hit record, it was like, oh, now I know what I remembered. He turns yeah. it on for you, I got to get our theme. Got to get our theme ready. So oh. theme this week, this is from uh, Benefactor of the podcast, mm. at downtown Alex Brown. Um, and. A-B. The a-, a B, A B D A B, downtown, A B. Uh, artists you've yourself, seen buddy. live are plan to see. Fuck you. Are <laughs> plan plan to to see live. Oh, I missed or plan to see. Oh, who were you? the Jackson Seven, the Rebirth? Three. Yes, I still plan to see Tom Petty in sync. <laughs> Ouch! I can't wait to see Elvis. Too soon. It's gonna be great. Um. The I'm see Jimmy Buffett this summer. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh. Some beat. No, that's uh, what, that's the other guy. It's the other guy. The, the who, other who's guy the? Who, no, not Booting the the, the guy who's like who's like Jimmy Buffett for the new era. What's his name? Some beach somewhere. What's his fucking name? Is he the country guy? Yeah. That, oh, um, he doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> Did What's he it? do five o'clock somewhere with him? Uh, probably. It's not some, Kenny Chesney, is it? I think it's Sun Beach. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, maybe Sun Beach is. I think it's Kenny Chesney. Okay. But Blake Shelton sings. I was thinking of Kenny Chesney, but that's a Blake Shelton song. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they all sound yeah. alike. All of them sound the same. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, Alex back to Brown. downtown Alex Brown. Uh, he says he is picking an artist, uh, one of his faves, that he impulsively bought tickets to see in St. Louis in April. Mm. So the first song is Buzz by the Bumpin' Uglies. Oh, I like that. Mm. And I say that, to, okay, and he did choose the live version of this song. Okay. So here we go. Buzz, bump, Bumpin' Uglies. Okay. I'm in on it. I'd bump these uglies. What's that sound? What's that? What music is, uh, instrument is that? 
that one? No. I'm not that the one before. The one that's like, yeah. I think it's a clap. Maybe with an envelope filter. It's, um, like superstitious. Superstitious. It's like if Jamiroquai didn't suck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you can tell uh, Alex lives in Illinois. Because <laughs> uh, the content, Alex. That's, that's We have so much room to talk. Yeah. Well, well we live in Indiana, so yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, Josh, yep, what do you yep. got? All right, played them before, and I will not apologize for that. Uh, this is Duran Jones. Um, this is still uh, one of the like. This concert is just like lodged in my head. The first time I saw him, it was down in the block house. Like it was just kind of, kind of this had this underground feel. The only thing that was missing was like smoke filling the room. I mean, that yeah. was about it. Um, so this is the the first song off their album that they recorded in some dude's basement for a case of beer. Noise. There you go. Make a change. So that's a that's the jam in the band jam in the van version. Oh, so it's, yeah. the, it's the closest thing I have to a live song of that one. Mm. So. Nice, sweet. Um, well, I didn't know that I'd ever have an excuse to play these guys on the podcast. Right, I can't wait. But um, <laughs> with love to all our Canadian turds. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's a little rush. Oh, nice. Starts out quiet. Don't turn it up, Michael. Now, people hate Rush because of his voice. This is an instrumental, so. <laughs> so they can't, they, What's they can't say Gavin? shit. Gavin? Gavin? Uh, Who's the lead singer of Getty. Rush? Getty Lee. Getty Lee. I would say this was the second best concert I've been to. It was so amazing. Do they play this live? Oh, this is a live this recording. Live, yeah. And I'll never tell you when to stop, so. <laughs> yeah. I can tell with the new chord, it's picking up so much better. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh my god. Neil Peart stands alone. Yes. They're gonna be like, this this audio's in 3D, man. <laughs> it's the spatial audio. 
Yeah, no, not really. But you know. that was for my friends Matthew and Bradley because they really love Rush. They love Rush. Yeah, they love it. It's like top top favorite band. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. Pl- I'm gonna mm, I have like a list of eight songs. Hmm. I've got alternate, so if we got to keep going, no, I got, I got plenty. <laughs> uh, okay, so picked out um, two. I'm gonna do the Swell Season, one of my mm. favorite concerts I've ever been to. I've seen them uh, two or three times. I don't remember. Uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquette Argolova, the Swell Season, uh, formed together from the movie Once. Well, mm-hmm. before the movie Once, but yeah, for the movie Once. Um. And I've got three songs picked out for that, for, for their <laughs> their live. So when they do live, they mix it up quite a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, one song I'm not going to play. I'm going to tell you about it. The Say It To Me Now. So Glenn got his start in busking in Ireland. Um, and so he would come out to the show at the very beginning and busk. So you, mm-hmm. this song, he, they have a recording of it, but it's shit because mm-hmm. there's no, he's not plugged in. Uh, he's just off on a mic and and just playing so that that was really cool and then glenn was in a band before that called um the frames mm-hmm. and there's a song they do live as the swell season that is kind of their own uh it's it's it they own it more than mm. the frames do in my opinion called star star uh really really like that but i'm gonna do a third different song um it's called uh all the way down and what i like about this song is on their original album, Glenn, it's Glenn's song. He sings it. Um, Marquetta backs him up. When they do it live, she sings it. Oh, nice. So I've got a live recording of that, of Marquetta singing all the way down. just it's it's unexpected if you don't know that it's happening because i didn't i didn't heard this album came out after i saw them do this song live and it was just like oh this is this is her song now it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah and so every time that i've seen them live they played that and she sang it and just fucking love it damn you might have to to share that with me that's yeah it's from the the deluxe edition of strict joy so and all the songs i just named are on there as well the deluxe edition He's, he's freaking magical. Yep, yep. Glenn did Hansard? you watch? Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. watch the U two thing in Ireland? I did. Okay. I did. I did because it's Glenn like Hansard. half Glenn. Hansard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so Glenn is from Ireland. Marquetta is from the Czech. Um, 
I don't know what it's is called. It Czech Republic. Republic. Is it Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia it's again? Czech Republic. I don't know what it is uh, currently. No, it is Czech Republic because there is Slovakia. That's like they're two separate. Oh, so. yeah. I just call it the Czech because that's what they call it. So Nice. There you go. Um, I call right. it uh, check oh, into cash. Yeah. So we got another uh, song. This is also Bumpin' Uglies from Al, uh, uh, Alex Brown. Alex. I, I keep getting tricked up on Alex. I don't know. That's His name's Alex. One. It's a tough one. Starts with an A. You'd think it'd be on the top of my Rolodex of names. <laughs> Al. Al. Because um, we had another guy who supported us. He still supports us uh, named Alex. But oh, different yeah. different guy. Different Alex. Different Alex. Alex P. Keaton. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, this Michael's is brother? Optimism. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Uh, optimism and F sharp. So here we go. Or F hashtag. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Bump and Uglies, part two. I've been feeling like a victim, crying over a broken system. Wishing I could trade my cards in for a new end. Money's tight and time is a commodity, a little bad luck. I crossed the line of poverty. My car's dying, debts are confounding. Swimming the line of treading water and drowning, but hey. It's all going to be fine I pull worries out my mind I always must remind myself The struggle is divine Society draws lines But they are not how I'm defined Relax and give it time It's all going to be fine Na 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 I miss songs with words that mean nothing in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The na 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 na. Man, that's a, that was a thing for a That was while. a big phase yeah. in worship music, too. Oh, fuck like yeah. La, la, la. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be la, a good la, show, la, Alex. La, la. Have fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Think, good think of us the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh? Yeah. Take uh, dose. Uh, so last year, Michaela and I got to go see The Killers, which is kind of like our first band that we... Of The Flower Moon? Yes. Okay. Um, that we bonded together over. Um, this, if that, was you, a, that was a good cut. I, I'll give you that. That was, that was nice. <laughs> um, if, you know, kind of gun to my head type thing, favorite song, it's Dustland Fairy Tale by The Killers. Uh-huh. So uh, it's just cinematic and huge. And so this is this is the uh, Live from the Royal Albert Hall version. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's do it. I won't apologize, it takes a while to build up. It does sound fairy tale beginning But just another white trash county kiss In 61, long brown hair and foolish eyes He looked just like he'd want him to Some kind of slick chrome American friend Getting ready for the showdown 
concert i've ever seen but just listening to their live stuff is like i mean they're great but it's like you know you gotta watch it you gotta see the spectacle um so i went with the second best i needed your mic my bad oh (laughs) i went with the second best thing um it's a band called the spin doctors yes (laughs) um Two yep. princesses on my uh, on my karaoke playlist. Yeah, nice. I um, well, I was thinking Blues Traveler because I think I've seen Blues Traveler more than any other. Yeah, artist. I've seen oh, them like man. five times. Like I saw them on their way up, some when they were up, and then I've seen them. You know, since, like <laughs> since they're playing the county fairs. Yeah, like below county fair. But they played the Brown County and packed it up, and that's a pretty good venue. So nice. good for them. Maybe they're on the come up. Uh, anyway, but back to the Spin Doctors. The hook will bring you back. Uh, this is. Yeah. From I know Reuben Hood is with me, probably Miss no one else. Uh, their live album called Home Belly Groove, and this is just a fun song of theirs. Called Yo Baby. Dude, there was like a there was like a summer where they dominated the yeah. world. Yeah. And they just short lived. Yeah. It's a good summer though. It was a good summer. <laughs> Especially because I was like, I don't know, eight. Yeah. Maybe. This guy, the bass player actually played the theme song to Seinfeld. Yeah. Did he really? No. no. Oh, I was like, that's I mean, a keyboard. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, it's like wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's a keyboard. Yeah, that's a synth bass. Okay. In Seinfeld, you mean? Uh huh. That's crazy. I didn't know that. There's some real uh, nuanced metaphor here about your drink being clogged and needing a plumber to come out. Oh, oh yeah. Plunges vigorously. <laughs> Love it, love it. All right. Um, 
my last one. I was going to do MXPX at the show because um, I, I fucking love that album, but it's not on Spotify and mm-hmm. the audio on YouTube is shit. So oh. I'm not going to subject you to MXPX, <laughs> but I'm going to subject you to five seconds of this before I play my real song. <laughs> Let me know if you know who it is. Tom Jones? Close. Somebody covering Tom Jones. It's not on like five iron frenzy or something it is five iron frenzy. that checks yeah. out yeah, yeah five iron frenzy man if um, you saw tom jones i'd be so jealous oh yeah wouldn't we all <laughs> um so i went and saw jimmy world uh live uh-huh. uh th- th- that's not who i'm playing uh <laughs> so on their song from bleed american they have a song called a praise chorus and davy uh mm-hmm. von bolin uh sings the the bridge basically uh davy is in a album in a band called the promise ring oh yeah and I fucking love the promise ring. Um, so this song that I'm going to play, it's not a live song. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I've, I've qualified. Like, but I heard it live. So it counts. <laughs> um, this is the song that I would always do during sound check when we were like testing the mics at church. Mm-hmm. Always this, this opening line is, this it is was the I, gaslighter of its time. Yes. It was the gaslighter <laughs> of its time. Nobody gets us, gets that except for Matt. <laughs> all right, here we go. This is uh this is happiness is all the rage. So I got my body and my mind on the same page. And honey, now happiness is all the rage. I got my body and my mind on the same page. And honey, now happiness is all love about this band the lyrics mean nothing uh-huh. it's all random stream of consciousness there's no like so so we're doing laundry finally first sign of first life yeah. <laughs> and still there's nothing to wear between us and happiness is all their age nice. like and, and the lead singer has a lisp which is like this band shouldn't exist, uh-huh. but it's so fucking good. That album, Very Emergency, I could listen to it start to finish, not miss a fucking song. Mm. It's and, great. And uh, yeah, it's one of my like top albums. Nice. Very Emergency. Um, Love it. All right. Is that it? I think. Yeah. I think that's all it. Right. Unless you guys want some Van Halen or. Sure. <laughs> Play some Van Halen. Play us out. Yeah. <laughs> Play as <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I've got a because uh, we got a little bit of time to kill. Um, if there's any, um, if I have any covers, I got a cover for, for you. you. All right, let's hear it. This guy called Eddie Berman. <laughs> you know this. Man walks down the street, says, Why am I soft in the middle? 
Why am I soft in the middle when the rest of my life is so hard? I need a shot of redemption and I want a photo opportunity. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard and bone digger, bone digger. Dogs in the moonlight far away from my willy door and Mr. Beer Belly. Beer Belly, get these months away from me. You know it, Michael. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the original. You'll probably know it here. Okay. So if you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pair. Oh, Paul Simon. Uh, I can call you Betty. You can call me Hal. Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. Yeah, I don't know. I never was in the. It was Simon like Garfunkel. it's just kind of ever present. I feel like it actually was played as students were walking in the other day. They always play two songs to let oh, the students. Yeah. When, oh, yeah? when that's done, the students can know they can go in their classes. Nice. And that was one of them. <laughs> the music video for it was just Paul Simon, who's like five nothing. Yeah, right. And Chevy Chase, who's like six everything. And they're just like in a white blank thing. And Chevy Chase is just being a goofball. Probably not an offensive goofball at that Probably time. not, no. Probably not. Or, well, it didn't register as it, offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Simon's so like little and meek. It was just the weirdest pairing. But yeah, that was a huge song. So I figured you'd know it. Yeah, I know I'm old. Not. Before my time, you are old. Uh, okay, I got one. Uh, I think you're going to guess it almost immediately, but it's it's a fun cover. So here we go. One headlight. Yep. Dude. See if you can guess the artist now. It's crunchy, like that tight crunch guitar. Such a good song. That is absolutely like mid aughts. Is it a band you listen to? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You said Jimmy Eat World earlier, so that's stuck in no, my head, but it's not Jimmy them. World. Uh, it's got that vibe to it. Super dumb. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not a... Um, God, this song is so Reliant K. Or, it is Reliant oh, K. Okay. Yep. Man. Yep, yep. It's a good cover. I still remember... Uh, is it Parks and Rec where they're like... Somebody told Chris that One Headlight is not a is not a dance song, but he's showing them wrong. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like nice. going crazy. Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you got any, Josh? Uh, the one I wanted to show was on TikTok, so I'd have to... Oh, you know, fuck. So. Well, if only there were a way to play TikTok songs. If only there were. Um, I can send it to you, I suppose. Oh, here's one. This is, uh, okay, so the artist, I don't know who Matt Nathanson is. Oh, I do. Yeah. Um, I've heard the name. Oh. But Patrick Stomp, do you know the song I'm playing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I don't. Patrick Stomp of, uh, what band is he in? What band is he in? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Joshua Stump, the cigar the same guy. Drugs no more. Oh, nice. nice. We don't do the, we don't do the same Patrick Stump is, uh, he's in that big band. No Josh has a bunch of his songs on his, on his emo playlist. No we don't do the, we don't do the same Got a few bands that have a lot on there. When did you change? When do you age? I thought you'd never grow up. I thought you'd never window close. 
Wendy God Fallout boy. Fuck oh, me. Okay. A shadow of what I once was. Cause we don't Wait, so is this Matt Nathanson or is this? It's both Paul? of them. We don't oh, do that. Okay. We don't Matt do Nathanson the same and Patrick Stump. Okay. So I saw a TikTok last night and it was Matt Nathanson in concert and he like in between tongues he was songs he was talking and he played um just like the first chords of you shook me all night long <laughs> and then like he played them and i think this really was spontaneous i saw that tiktok yeah and the Did drummer you send that kicked to me? in i don't think so oh man we have the same <laughs> we have the same outfit you but yeah we're, we're, we're synced yeah um and it was great because like they weren't really gonna play it and then the audience started singing and okay, you see them looking at each other like well i guess we're in now and so yeah. they just played the song <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I, I saw that video. That was it was crazy. And people yeah. were just in it. That was Matt Nathanson. So nice. Just a second. I don't remember I what he did that I know him from, but you got it, Josh, or you got time for me to do one? You got time. I got yeah, time I got for one. you to do one. Alright, here we go. For all my homies, you know who you are. Assumptions about why you switched your home. Nice. I think it's cause of me. Oh. This is a sea swizzle. But it's, just, but it's like the Nevermore. Yeah, from that era. Or folklore. Yeah. You gotta get to the chorus. Love it. All right, cool. Josh, play what you got. All right, when, this will be uh, the last one. When Lucas and I went to see, oh, Lucas, um, unless Lucas has one. Chris Thule, uh out of Brown County. Oh yeah. At the end, he took requests. And um, he got a request to play Toxic by Britney Spears, which was a song that when he was with Nickel Creek, I guess they're still kind of together every so often. They're back together now. Um, yeah. They would play that live. So here is a, this is from 2014. It's a YouTube video, so I have no idea how this is going to go. So here we'll we go. See. One, two, one, two, three, um. That's pretty good. But he did it all just with the mandolin there. It was pretty it was great. Insane. It was insane. Can't you see? I'm calling a guy like you should wear a warning. You're dangerous. I'm falling. There's no mistake. I can't wait. I need a hand. Come on, give me air. You're dangerous. I'm loving it. Damn. It's just the three of them in a upright. Your extended uh, music time. There we go. go. Yeah. All right. 
Andy Moore, right here. Andy Moore. He's all right. Buy his cars. Giggity, giggity. Giggity. All right. News feed. Josh, take us away. All right. Uh, this this is a uh, slightly older article, but uh, it checks out. Yeah. Uh, there is a, cr- there is a <laughs> nice. crisis. Thank you. A crisis in British swearing. Uh-oh. There's a growing crisis. Is the, the first paragraph is gold. Cunt not enough? In swearing in this country. After <laughs> centuries after <laughs> centuries during which everyone was happy to call each other bastards, pricks, and wankers, there's a new, renewed enthusiasm for faux archaic <laughs> compound insults. Cockwomble is the breakout star. Ooh. But jump into any Brexit-adjacent Twitter thread and you'll see them. Wank puffin, knob socket, shit flute, spunk trumpet. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so... Did anyway, there's, uh, cockwomble is still fucking great. Um... <laughs> but I'm just trying like I was trying to see if there were any more in here but those are yeah those are the best ones so. I love it when I sing Danielson songs that I know no one listening <laughs> has probably ever even fucking heard Danielson. so um yeah so you've got cock, cock womble wank puffin knob socket shit flute and spunk trumpet are the new ones so like spunk trumpet. or the new old ones yeah knob socket knob socket I like it okay all right, so there's I like that one. That. I, th- I I I like knob socket. Yeah, that's fun. Um, let's see here. Wait, hang on. I need to write down. I like knob socket. Give me <laughs> half a second here. I like knob socket. <laughs> it sounds like a um, town in New Jersey. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right, go on uh, on to knob socket. Story about a Methodist pastor. Pastor accused of selling meth at a Connecticut church. What? Pastor accused of selling meth out of a Connecticut church. Oh, sorry. Wow, you guys didn't know how to church in and Connecticut, I said was, <laughs> and I said it was it was a story about a Methodist pastor. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but they're free Methodist. <laughs> yeah, he's real found free. In possession. First one's free Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, possession of crystal methamphetamine, both in rock form and liquefied, for use in hypodermic needle. Police say. I mean, that's the way to do mm. it. Connecticut pastor has wow. been arrested on allegations that he sold crystal meth out of his church's rectory. Police said. Oh, so this isn't like a yeah. storefront rectory like, independent church. Killed the whole, killed killed the whole <laughs> congregationery. Um pastor was released on a ten thousand dollar bail and was ordered to appear uh, in court. Um That's let's see here. <clears throat> Phone and email messages were left Monday for the pastor in the church. Uh, you think? Yeah, he's busy. Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> Coming down. <laughs> All right. Um so I was thinking about this. Like, I know meth is a thing, mm-hmm. and I know that Breaking Bad was, like, it made, not necessarily made it popular, but made it, made people more knowledgeable about meth. In the public consciousness. In the it consciousness, and the, yeah, in the zeitgeist of mm. our, meth the parlance the of our times. Um, but, like, I... I don't know where I was going with this. Let me think about this. <laughs> Michael think says about something <laughs> problematic. No, 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 it wasn't Dude. problematic. Yeah, yeah, it was just like <laughs> I, they I should all like, die. They just <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that's I hope Matt. You're dying to fire. That's Matt. <laughs> uh, it, it just feels like it's an, it never like I'm sure it took off, but it doesn't feel like it's as big as like I thought it was. Maybe it's just because it's country bumpkin drug. You didn't think. That meth was as is it, popular. Is, is it is it that popular? It's well, I mean, it's part. Isn't it part of the opioid? Right now, yeah. Meth, well, am, methamphetamine would be an amphetamine. Not it feels like cocaine is more popular, or is is really? not. Well, cocaine's expensive. You, Maybe that's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's the price tag. I feel mm-hmm. like it's the oxy and the like oxy that's, and heroin yeah. and then meth drug. Because meth cocaine. isn't like a like cocaine's like a party drug and rich person drug. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna look at most used drugs. I think meth is uh, report back, please. Okay. More along the lines of you check out from everything. Yeah. For a while and that kind of, not that I know. From his wide use. Yes. From selling it out of the rectory. Yeah. I just sell things out of my rectum. Mm. Oh, this is commonly used drugs. And this isn't like most used, but I guess I guess common would be most. I don't know. Uh, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ayahuasca. How do you say that? Ayahuasca. Yeah. ayahuasca. Is that actually a commonly used drug? And this is according to... Um, I thought that was just for the like National Aaron Institute Rogers on and, Drug Abuse. Yeah, it's just for people who live in Ojai. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cannabis. Sitting under the trees with Rob Bill. Yeah. Uh, central nervous system depressants, benzos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cocaine, coke, crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what that one is. Gamma hydroxybutyrate, GHB. Okay. Who's the? I thought that was I was human growth HGH. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, there's a there's a whole fucking list. I, I yeah, didn't there, realize how long it was. There are a lot of drugs. Heroin, inhalants, ketamine, uh, LSD, MDMA. I don't know what the highest ranking drugs are, but meth, methamphetamine, and tobacco. It's on there. That's why I was thinking about it. It's because I was thinking about uh, those uh, the things I think we talked about on the podcast last week. Zins. Zins. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I know a guy who ha- who had some zins today. Oh no! Nice. It wasn't me. It's a guy, another guy that I work with. You'll ne- you would never guess who it is. Um, <laughs> oh, he fu- he gave in, huh? Yeah, what he said a it was a real a real fucking rush, man. <laughs> so. God, he is. He's like, gonna have to go take his zin break. He, he's now. like, this isn't this, like this is not something I'm gonna get into. Okay, but man, it really it, there's a feeling to it. Oh, Brad's in his zin Buddhism right. phase. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Pub Pharmacist is here. He says heroin is an opioid. So there you go. Yeah, heroin is. Mm-hmm. Weren't we talking about meth? I don't. I don't. We man. were talking about if meth is an opioid. Give us an update. Meth is an upper. Heroin, or well, meth Her- is an upper. Heroin's an op- opioid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Idaho rep aims to widen the cannibalism definition over composting worries. Here you go. In Idaho. Um, they want to expand the definition of what cannibalism not is. Not an opioid. There's the update. Because That's our next segment. Opioid or not an opioid? Opioid or not. We can just take them and find out. Yeah. Um, we'll take one at the beginning and tell you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently... Um, I'm, by the way, I am totally going to try Zen. <laughs> of course you are. I have uh, nicotine lozenges if you want to. No, do I want to do Zen. <laughs> I got I to gotta feel It's got to have a cool name. Nicotine yeah. lozenge doesn't that's, that's do it. That's boring. That's old man yeah. stuff. Got any of them Luden's? Luden's Lodges? <laughs> I got some hard butterscotch in my pocket. Oh, nice. <laughs> and real grandpa. <laughs> my dog's name is Butterscotch. Is <laughs> my dog hard or what? <laughs> I got butterscotch hard in my pocket. I got scotch. I can make some butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Duck butter, uh, anyway, scotch. <laughs> um, Washington State was beginning human composting, um, and so this worried the Idaho representatives. So... They legalized human composting, followed shortly by Colorado and Oregon. Prime, so basically, they're trying to make sure that it doesn't get into the food supply. Oh, um, so they're widening the definition of cannibalism to make sure. Um, and they said, um, 
Idaho law currently prohibits anyone from knowingly ingesting the blood or flesh of a human being. The law does not mention anything about willfully providing the flesh or blood of a human being to another person to ingest without their knowledge or consent. So yeah. thinking about like if you have if you compost oh, them, okay. it'd be like you know you go to your Starbucks uh, and you get the the coffee grounds, but it's it's human grounds. It's Pete, <laughs> it is actually Pete. P e t e. We thought that was Pete's Coffee Company. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's some guy it's named Peter. He so died. They said they looked up. He Ken. was the best barista. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try a Pete latte? Pete, it was Pete. <laughs> Pete pairs well with caramel, caramel. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, it's real earthy. <laughs> it's, it's earthy. It's <laughs> It's got a, it's got a, it's got a yeah, it's got a, got a burnt note to it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> they looked up cannibalism to their surprise. There's only one state of the union that it is illegal, and that's Idaho. There you go. Oh. Figures. So, so I guess technically the, it's the not Mormons, illegal. Well, that's like state two for Mormons, isn't it? Yeah, Utah would be the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, how how do we feel about uh, composting humans? I'm into it. Do we? I'm for it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, if we could. I'd have them do that on my property. Just dig a hole, drop me. I'm just saying, if we if we did it to one um, billionaire while they were still alive, the rest would fall right into line. Are you ready for a controversial opinion? Yeah. Mulch the rich. Mulch the rich. Besides that, uh, (laughs) cosine. Um, I think graveyards are dumb. Waste of space. A waste of space and resources. The whole death industry, yeah, I don't it's get. Awful. It's yeah. like, no, no, thanks. It blows my mind how much it costs to be cremated. Much yeah, less. Yeah. yeah, we were talking to be about kept in whole. Yeah, uh, last week we had um, a deer got wounded out at our place. Oh yeah, you were. T- it was actually at our neighbors' neighbors on the other side, uh, Gift's parents, and uh, so before the deer was dead. And like there was like animal control was coming out to put it down. Gift's mom texts me and was like, "Hey, if they'll give me a permit, you can get this processed, like the deer." And I was like, "Sure, we love venison. I can." So she's yeah. like, "Okay, they they're putting the deer down." And um, so in the meantime, I go get Judah, and you know they put the guy shoots the deer. Yeah. And he's like, it's like kind of moving. And he's like, all right, he's, you know, he's just bleeding out. And so Judah and I get over there and the deer is not bleeding out. It's just trying to get up. I mean, it's got, yeah, it got shot twice. And it was like, it, I don't know how it got wounded, but it's antler broke off. Uh, Sorry, sensitive ears. So bad. The antler didn't just break off. It pulled like a hole in the skull. Oh, God damn, dude. So this deer is suffering. So I have Judah used to hunt. So I'm like, go get your rifle. And he shot and put it down. Because it was, oh, it was awful. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Oh. Was it a fucking police officer who shot it and didn't kill it? It was the sheriff's department animal control. Oh, my God. Shot it in the neck. Shot it in the neck twice. Uh, So anyway, uh, there was a point to this. They probably thought you were going to mount the head. Yeah, so, well, so here's the deal. Me and Judith throw it in the truck. I'm going to take it to a processor, and we'll have venison. Yeah. Who's your processor? Butcher's Block? No, you have to go to, like, a deer processing place. Oh. So, 
Deer processing places aren't open after deer season. So uh, see you next September. So now I have a deer in the back of my truck that, that I have nothing looks like it's been struggling. to do with. Yes, I have a police permit that says yeah. I can have it, but I don't have a way to dispose of said deer. So what the sheriff guy had said is if it wasn't so far, we could just drag it out to the road and call the street road department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, I could do that. And I'll just like set it up there but then gifts kids were like we want the no they're not the reaction you're thinking oh no they're like we want the hooves we want (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i can get you a hoof i was like i'm three p.m i've got my sawzall right here (laughs) oh my god so i did that and then i was like i'm getting the other antler for my dog yeah that's a great chew toy and so now, oh my God, I have what like is this podcast? maimed this deer. <laughs> cruelty to animals. It was dead. We put it out of its cruelty mis- to animals. No, we put it out of its min- misery. Lucas is the new Michael. I threw it up against the garage. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I've got this maimed deer. I'm like, I don't think I can put this on the side of the road. No, because <laughs> you've taken parts. That's like criminal. They're going to be like someone mangled this deer because <laughs> yeah. quite literally that's what you did <laughs> yes <laughs> which is fine i mean we keep the skulls and everything when uh, we kill deer so you know um so anyway we're like what do we do well actually before we cut the hooves off i brought that up as an issue and so gift's wife lily asked the boys will you dig a hole we'll do this if you guys will dig a hole and they were like yeah we will and so we do it. You need a pretty big hole for a deer. Yeah, you need yeah. a fucking big hole. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'll get the tractor. I don't have like a, I just have a regular scoop on my tractor, not a digger. But I was able to get like a decent hole. And then they kind of shoveled it out. This was the point. Now I remember. <laughs> we are putting this deer in the hole. Trying. It's been hours now, so it's stiff. And we're trying to like fold its legs down. Ooh. And so like it won't go down. And so I'm like pushing it down and we're trying to tie him and then we're i'm like jumping on the leg trying to like break it oh my god (laughs) fucking butcher a bloomington so what we were talking about then was man you know we're so removed from death like can you imagine like you have to do this but it's your uncle uncle. (laughs) (laughs) trying to cram him in a hole (laughs) like oh man his arm got stuck all weird well snap his arm and yeah because i think I mean, they were smart enough to like wrap them up yeah. quickly before yeah. their body got stuck in different ways. But that idea, just like handling it, like at first, I mean, I'm not like skittish, but I don't want to touch this thing. Yeah. That I, but I just saw it die too, so it was like, yeah. would I pet it alive? Okay, it's five minutes later. I wouldn't fucking please. Well, I wouldn't pet that. a deer because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But. Just that but he saw one's leg. But then yeah. by the end of the day, by the end of the day, I'm just grabbing it, cutting, grinding out. Off, and my oh dog's my chewing on its antler, and so I don't remember. Hey, if I ever disappear, this is actually why I put the request, the ride, the ride talk. In Look the pod. for some freshly turned dirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and talk to Gifts kids, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I can get you a hoof. Oh my god, that's a human foot. Oh, size nine everyone okay sorry <laughs> oh i love it it was a long news feed um I w- you should have just called tyson matt's neighbor he would have set you up well because people i mean if i knew how i would have just processed it myself yeah but i can't 
No. I mean, it's a lot of work. I don't know how. I yeah. Um, There's YouTube. I believe in you. <laughs> I think you probably need to know before the rigor mortis starts. Yeah. yeah well, I have a friend who's like mm-hmm. an outdoor like expert expert, like teaches at a college in Wyoming part of the time and like teaches outdoor shit mm-hmm. at a college in Wyoming. And he was like, oh, yeah, just get on YouTube. You can do it. I was like, too late now. Maybe if you, too hadn't, late. if you hadn't been on a mountain and answered me 11 hours ago. <laughs> it's too late to apologize. So, I don't know whose story I ran off with there. But. I thought, like, you're good. Go for it. Oh, okay. In uh, other Are we still on your stories? That was your That story? was the end of that one, yeah. Oh, my God. The other one, the other one I had was about an upcoming Korean Netflix drama that explores what happens when your daughter is turned into a chicken nugget. Oh, tell oh, me nice. all right. Tell me about Matt, that. The Matt, show sorry. Michael will watch. The that. show is known as Doc Doc Gong Jung. Doc Gong Jung. Kind of like okay. Donkey Kong, I guess. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the plot plot synopsis for the show is as follows. Choi Min Ah, the daughter of a company president, mistakes a new machine as a device which helps her with her fatigue, and she is accidentally turned into a chicken nugget. As her father, Choi Sion Man, and in turn Go Bak Jung. Who has a crush on her? Try to turn her back into a human. They discover unexpected secrets. Ooh. So this so, is Korean Netflix, folks. So this is the Korean version of Red Panda. I think so. Uh, yeah. Dan says I will watch it. I'm in the middle <laughs> of a Korean zombie movie. Dan will Dan will <laughs> oh watch God. it. Okay, I'm gonna turn around so you can see the picture because it is. Av- I'm gonna unplug this so I hope I'm not. Uh, hold on. Wait, right, let me uh, mute you. There you go. Okay. Here, good. It, this is the picture. Wait. The still. Oh. So. She actually got turned into a. She got turned into a chicken nugget. Wow. Wait, how? I did th- th- the machine did it to her. I don't how know. How does someone turn into the Hulk? So is she gonna eat? Thank you. I don't know. For suspending disbelief, is she, we have is to she like a sentient chicken nugget? I don't. <laughs> Ask Dan when can, he watches it. Can it speak? <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> oh man. Uh, All right. I hope it's a chicken nugget with telepathy. That's what I want. Yeah. All right, a few quick drug stories here. Magneto the nugget. A few quick <laughs> Nugnito. So a Florida woman was a mess or was a <laughs> A Florida woman <laughs> A Florida woman was arrested for having meth in her backpack. Uh they discovered uh, methamphetamine, muscle relaxants, and other nico- narcotics in her backpack. Now, see, meth does seem like a Florida drug. It, it does. <laughs> well, it is. You know, it's not a Wall Street drug. No, it's definitely yeah. not. It's definitely like people like us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, the police had this backpack. There was meth. There was other drugs in there. Um, but they found out it was hers because she said to the police, "Don't take my dildo." And there was a dildo in there as well. <laughs> so the investigators found a blue vibrator inside her backpack. And so because she was asking for her vibrator inside the backpack, they were able to determine that she was the owner. So <laughs> she owned herself there. Um, Congratulations. You got pwned. Yeah. Uh, you played yourself. So we've had a lot of butt puggling. <laughs> butt puggling? <laughs> <laughs> but smuggling <laughs> stories in the past. <laughs> 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 oh shit. But 
if you're missing your little scrunchy face dog. <laughs> If you're not watching, if you're not paying the $5 to watch this, or if you pay the $5 and are not watching this, fuck you. <laughs> um, butt smuggling <sighs> was a thing. It's butt puggling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Never anything on. else. From now on. Uh, so this man didn't want to commit to being that kind of drug mule. So a man was arrested at a Barcelona Air, Barcelona, Barcelona Airport, thank you uh, with a pound of cocaine I was there for like three hours guys now here's the deal they noticed he was considerably <laughs> nervous how did they find out he was considerably nervous and his wig was of disproportionate size <laughs> same <laughs> he had he had 503 grams just over oh a pound God. of cocaine taped to his head and a Toupee over it. Just a toupee. Just not a... even like it. There. Oh, my God. It's got a, a nice quaff. It's like, it's like when you don't snap the Lego hair down. Yeah. yeah. Just, just riding up top. Because I feel like you could, you could, I could do, do that. that. Yeah. Hey, I've yeah. said I'm pro wig. I'm, I'm pro. Need someone else. My, I have nothing wrong. I don't have any problems with wigs. But I need that someone is a else to normalize it. Um, so anyway, oh my god, <laughs> Lucas, if you show up one week with a fucking <laughs> legitimate wig, oh, be oh, so awesome. it would be the best. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a, a fun drive. Well, for here, that. I'm gonna tell you how to do it for the best effect. Don't show up with the wig. Bring it with you. Put it on in the bathroom. Then come back after music time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was that story. I've already taken up a lot of time. Uh, last one. A, a man. I, I'm all about equity and equal time. And, you know, just oh, no. especially those who, who, you know, have to live in a world that wasn't made for them. <laughs> Oh no! I'm really worried. <laughs> no! I get the soundboard ready. <laughs> I sold it a little hard. Uh, <laughs> a man in a wheelchair. <laughs> no! No! You st- stop! Arrested. Stop. <laughs> it's not funny that he was arrested after alleged. It actually doesn't have anything to do with the wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) (laughs) So he was in a wheelchair, and it probably wasn't the best idea. He was arrested after allegedly robbing a bank in Elkhart, Indiana. Oh, shit, I was up there today. Not in Elkhart, but in in the region. In the region. Um, oh, that's not the region, guys. That's not the region. The the, the air the area, Don't not call the it region, that. but it is. I was in South Bend and um, Mishawaka today. So regular Don Dillon. I mean, I, <laughs> did you say Don Dillon? <laughs> I meant to say John. <laughs> Don Dillon. So <laughs> he was in Mad Men. The right? Elkhart police say an arrest was made in a bank robbery just minutes after it happened on Tuesday. <laughs> Exactly. exactly how many minutes did it take them to catch him? <laughs> Officers were called to the bank uh, on 9.06 a.m. Caller told police that a man in a wheelchair entered the bank and gave an employee a note demanding 
I just thought about it. <laughs> Which guy is he? There's so many people. <laughs> See, that. that would be the that would be the smart thing is you get the money so the moment you're out of the door you that's get you out of the wheel he's just huffing it yeah. you got, so you, he you left a minor the, miracle he was arrested six minutes later was it Mo? <laughs> no, so here's the how thing. far did he make it well that's the thing so the arrest was made in the 100 block of east franklin street which is the same block that the bank is located in <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. This is why I said it wasn't about the wheelchair. It is kind of about the wheelchair. <laughs> to be fair. Was it motorized? <laughs> so, um, it's got one speed. <laughs> so it's the block that the bank is located in. Here's the key. The bank also happens to be located right by the Elkhart Police <laughs> Department. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. It's going to be really nice hanging out with you guys in hell. Oh, God damn. Well, that's why that was... I don't think this is ableist because... Unless he's a dumb. Di- anyway. Unless there's a different issue that's causing him to rob a bank right next to the police department. Oh, my God. Other issues called meth. Could be. It is Elkhart. <sighs> I used to do wheelchair races in, in church when it was closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yep. And then do wheelies on do the wheelies, wheelchairs. Yeah. Uh, so you could hold the wheelie the longest. I was a pro. Oh, that's awesome. I won't even tell you his race because then people. <laughs> what? Oh, God. What? Stop. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't tell you. No, they have to cut Lucas off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Oh my God! Christ had nothing to do oh, with man. this. Christ would have made it easier for him to get away. All right, That's right. You, you got any more? Jesus Lucas? The wheel. No. I'm done. All right, uh, Charlotte, the stingray, possibly impregnated <laughs> by a shark, is about to give work. Or give birth and give work. Already gave work. That's what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a North Carolina aquarium. <laughs> so, yep, they got a shark lab, and the stingray is expected to deliver a miracle any day. I said they noticed the stingray was pregnant, and they were like, "We don't have a male stingray in here." So yeah, they <laughs> had to figure out. Whoops. So I guess our stingray hasn't like, been around uh, any male stingrays in her tank, so they're not sure. The it's it's asexual the, reproduction. No, or? it's fucking Jesus, the stingray. <laughs> <laughs> stingray Jesus. We were lucky the first time he was a human, and we could understand his way. Now we're just all destined to hell. It's it's the it's like. The Jesus whatever came back for the Mormons, but now he's right. Now he's here for the stingray. He's, he's here for the mermaid and Aquaman. He's done with humans. Yep. Had enough. Um so yeah. There's a, a stingray, stingray shark if as if we need a new movie for Sharknado. Stingray, stingray Sharknado. Shark. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah. So apparently uh it's a thing that's that's gonna happen. So uh, I I keep trying to use this fucking article, but it's behind a paywall. But when it's on my phone, it's not on my fucking behind a paywall. So I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. This is the third week in a row. <laughs> so fuck the police. Here we go. 
A woman falls in dumpster and gets compacted by the garbage oh, truck. Oh, shit. Yep. Lips to tell? Can't tell you. Now the I'm behind the paywall. God damn <laughs> no, it. That's how far I got into it. Someone, what's the site? What's uh, It's uh, the Daily Beast. Someone who has oh. the Daily Beast. Couldn't you not Google in the pod, it? And but probably were, that story is in another outlet. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I'm doing that right now. So we just talked about human compost. All right, the AP's yeah. got it. A woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and was later rescued from a trash truck that had compacted the contents while she was inside. Um, luckily, the neighbors heard her screams, Ooh. and the trash compartment was a ca- equipped with a camera. So wow. the driver spotted the woman stuck inside and called 911. He had reportedly compacted the garbage up to four times. Wow. God damn. <clears throat> the worst part wasn't the compaction or the garbage it was when that snake thing started like, right, so i was just thinking <laughs> the eye came up <laughs> a, above the water oh man <laughs> so um so the rescuers used a, a basket ladder to reach the top of the truck and lift her out uh, by then she was standing talking uh, and yelling hmm. um yeah it would be too that the, that's the second verse, though, walking and leaping and praising yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, so apparently she she lived to tell another day, how the fuck do you fall into a trash can? That's uh, Or into a, a dumpster. A dumpster. Yeah. Well, dumpster diving? Different story time. Different story time. I've been in dumpsters. Look at story time. Oh, I've been in a dumpster before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got in the rain. On deck for another time. Yeah. So... Next time. Um, Valentine's Day tomorrow, guys. You guys have Valentine plans? Nope. No. Me neither. Um, but if you were to I mean, gently play with Lucas's nipples. <clears throat> precisely from seven to He likes to a little more rough. Little teeth action in there. Yeah, but that's I'm just the I have I'm sensitive. A, I'm my just, left my left nipple yeah, is sensitive. I'm just so the amuse bouche. You can break up with your ex-Valentine with Pizza Hut's limited edition goodbye pies at goodbyepies.com. That's great. So Whenever a girl dumped me, that's what I always said. Goodbye, goodbye pies. Goodbye pie. Spicy news delivered sweetly. Mm. Breakups are awkward. We can help. Send a free hot honey goodbye pie from now through Valentine's Day. Um, and the delivery driver will deliver the bad news in the best way. That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> and also on the website, I'm on there now. They have uh, you have a button you can press. Uh, oh, goodbye pies are sold out for the day, unfortunately. Goodbye cream pie is what. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in the website, it also has um, breakup texts. Um, apparently, you can't do those. Those are those are. Our gift cards. You can't do the breakup mm. text. Oh, There's an excuse generator. All right. So let's hear some excuses for breakups from Pizza Hut. You ate all my cheese sticks and didn't offer to replace them. <laughs> I have been reborn as a mighty falcon, and now I must migrate <laughs> south for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I need to focus on my career in making amateur colored pencil drawings of celebrities from the early 2000s. <laughs> Uh, I want a partner who likes long walks and cuddling and giving me kisses now that I'm saying that I think I'm just describing a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't tell if you're joking about not believing in the moon landing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the, the president called and he needs my help president stuff <laughs> uh, I'm the heir to a throne in a faraway land and I must go save my kingdom from impending evil so likely story um, and then I'll, I'll do one more so I'm looking to settle down with someone who owns more than two forks <laughs> so, goodbye pies.com wow <clears throat> that's our our product update um and then this is called uh this article is is from the new york times i believe no it's from the guardian um but there's an ad for the new york times on the banner of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. uh the article article says um what do you mean the tower is gone thieves steal 200 foot structure from alabama radio station wow yeah, two hundred wow. foot. It will cost over a hundred thousand dollars to replace. Yeah, somebody I, really wanted to watch the Super Bowl and just no. <laughs> I, I bet they fucking scrapped it and got the money. Oh yeah, it'd be a lot. That's a lot. Like two hundred foot tower being stolen. How the fuck do they not find these people? Maybe maybe the radio station was like closed <clears throat> over the weekend, so they had time hmm. to. This is a huge loss. They say. So no it, shit. Yeah, think radio station lost their antenna. <laughs> yeah. Well, it so, might be necessary. Well, so by law they can't they can't broadcast without the state the tower. So, huh? Even if they had like a substitute, they have to have uh, this this tower and transmitter. Oh. Um, hmm. So somebody scrapped For their, it. Their like call sign specific. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Alabama radio station. Well, guys, sorry. There's one less. Country music station <clears throat> in Alabama yeah. today. Damn it. All my exes R.I.P. live in Oklahoma. A scrap pile. <laughs> um, and then one more uh, a Valentine's Day themed one. Man uses AI to talk to 5,000 women on Tinder. Nice. Finds a wife. Oh, damn. <laughs> At some point, the project wrote me a recommendation that it might be time to propose to Karina. Ooh. So, so that he created this AI to with using Chat GPT, yeah. and had um, all kinds of like conversations with people. Uh, it also uh, scheduled in real life dates and matches to filter out profiles that showed women posing with alcohol. So he didn't want somebody who drank alcohol. Okay. Um, lo and behold, it paid off. He he found his wife uh, in an apparent proof that this bizarre and extremely 2024 method of finding love in the age of AI can actually work. All right, then. So lucky him. Wait, <clears throat> it sounded like the AI talked with this woman and then told him it was time to Based on propose. his parameters, based on his parameters yeah. of... Not having alcohol, and I'm sure there were other parameters right. as well. Like they dated. It found and like the asked. ultimate one. It, it found the one. Yeah. Had a conversation with her that she thought she was talking to him, yeah. but it was based off of, right? You know, his own input, and um, <laughs> if sitcoms have taught us anything, now is the time to tell her that. Right. Yeah. It was initiated by an AI. Like you got to. Well, come it's clean all over now, the news now because. Yeah. Otherwise, we all see if you don't <clears throat> yeah, do that, that before works. the second act, 
You're lost, yep. man. It's like, <laughs> there's going to be a big blow up. And yes, in the end, because it's TV, everybody, like, everybody but they'll you know, all understand. Life. But in real life, in the fucked. gritty reboot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at some point, the project wrote me a recommendation to time to propose. Uh, Karina said she wanted to go to a wedding, but Chat GPT thought she'd prefer attending her own wedding. Um, so he took the advice. Uh, I, I took the advice, and she said yes. Um, so he spent a lot of, t- so her, her point of view is he spent a lot of time personalizing these prompts. So for me, it's okay when used in a rational way, right. like, cause it was him, mm. uh, our version of him. So he had a very detailed set of, yeah, a set of rules and, and, and things. So, hmm. um, but they say, I, I think it's important that our real life connection is great. So, oh, well that's good. Yeah. So there you go. Krieg-a-son. Yeesh, yeesh, All right. Well, I think we'll go into uh, further up, further in. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Mm. Y'all ready for this? All right. There we are. Stream is live. Yeah, yeah, we're live. What's up? Take it away. Josh, take it away. Yeah, hi. Um, so I am very, very excited to have my friend and um, erstwhile editor of my, my book. Um, what was your book called? Um, Tracking Desire Journey for Swallowtailed Kites. Okay, um, No, that was not what it's called. <laughs> that's, that's the other Tracking Desire on Amazon. They made a book Amazon. out of that? What? I did, uh, I don't remember. Was it a memoirish walk through faith, failure, and finding God on my feet? There, I remembered it. Um, and I'm Just very like to excited. Make him say it. Sorry. Sorry. To have, I know. To our guest to preempt. I know, right? Hey, did exactly. you know that Josh made a book? God, she does. <laughs> have you heard about the book? She's had to read it a lot. He and, made a book. And the she. <laughs> they made a book out of that. And the she that we're talking about is my dear friend Kay Ben Avraham. Um, did I finally pronounce that correctly? I feel like it's been years yeah. and I still say it it's, wrong. Tell him no. It's fine. God it's damn it. fine. It works. Did it wrong it again. Works. For people who, who care, unlike Josh, can you tell us <laughs> yes. how you pronounce it? I usually pronounce it Ben Avraham. My <laughs> partner, David, has given up trying and just is like, I'm David Ben Avraham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ben Avraham. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Good. Thank you. But... Yeah, um, let's let's get some. How, how did you all meet? I want to know that. How, how does one get to know one Joshua Malkovich Casey? Mm, uh, one Steve Austin. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Exactly. I, <laughs> I really should pull up. I think it's probably in a text message that I had with him. But if it was in an email, I should have pulled it up to look because I said I need an editor. And he said, Kay is working on my book right now, and she will rock your world. And then, like, wait, and then, like, skipped a bunch of lines and said, no, really, she will rock your world. And then nice. connected us. And, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're very fond. Well, see, now, now everybody loves you. So yeah. you're already <laughs> right. Instant, instant, right out of the gate. Instant street cred right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I literally have a picture of Steve in full regalia with the, like, hey, fuckers, Stuff yes. on his face up on my wall, which is where we have all of like family, friends, uh-huh. like, families of blood and heart is the name of the wall. And That's so he's awesome. up there and look at him every day. That's awesome. Oh man. We had a we had a, we had a long running Marco Polo 
group between the three of us. Oh my gosh, I so forgot about Marco when I was, Polo. When I was doing, when I was working with you, I uh, like, I would be able to listen to and send these just massive messages back and forth because I had all the fucking time in the world in my car. Nice. So yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. Good times. Sweet. So that's been a couple of years now, I guess, right? Four or three that's years? Right. Something like that? Yeah. I'm bad at time and space, but yeah, that sounds What is time? Right. What is time? I don't know. They keep telling me it matters. <laughs> Allegedly. So, Kay, you have a you, you have many you wear you wear many um, hats occupationally. Um, would you like to share some of them, perhaps? Mm, well, I do the editorial work. Obviously, I also work as a massage therapist, and I teach as well. So, some like English teaching, AP, that kind of thing. Um, and then creative writing, which brings me here tonight. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What was say? What is that buzz? Is that? It was, it was, it was me. It was oh, my okay. computer. I don't know why it just started buzzing and then yeah. now it's gone. Hey, there that we go. Out. Fixed it. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so how long have you been writing? Oh, that one is like pre-memory. I, Since the dawn of time. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, in this phrase that I have just recently come up with myself and that no other freshmen have stumbled upon before me. Nice. Yeah. Since the dawn of time. <laughs> nice. And then what what do you teach? What do you teach? I so I teach um, I teach English. So in some some of it is online. I teach AP English literature. Nice. And then some of it is also at um, the school that my child goes to, Mama oh, Montessori nice. Academy, and they do like a little bit of essay writing. So I'm I'm kind of their like one of their special, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally I fly in like Mary Poppins, and then nice. I. Awesome. No. So you, you you have a child and a partner. Can you just give us a little uh, rundown on the life of Kay? Oh my! Um, I mean, you told us my, what you do and who's in your life. How yeah. how in brief, like what's brought you to this point here, where you're on this podcast? Your whole yeah. Where, life. How did your life go so horribly <laughs> wrong? Where you knew Steve Austin and you know Joshua Casey? Yeah. yeah. Where where did it all where go did wrong? it go wrong? <laughs> I think it probably started with leaving the church. That that was a real That'll slippery slope I've discovered. Uh -huh. yeah. Like it just it just leads to dangerous things, y'all. And right. for Try any of those that. who are listening at home, you should definitely stay. Just stay. It's scary. Huh? Don't do it. Put the blankets over your head, <laughs> or at very least, just keep sending checks. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Show yeah. Up. Yeah. In fact, that's even a better idea because then we don't have to hear all of your complaining and needs and things like that. Yeah. Michaela has entered the chat. If you can't tell. <laughs> Michaela, log in. Yeah. I can't call you a dipshit because you're my wife, but log in. Dipshit. I can't dipshit. <laughs> love you, love you, Michaela. I'm very afraid of you. Yeah, I just I'm not. hearing this from people, and I do not believe it. I'm just like anyway. Uh, people being afraid of Michaela. Indeed, I'm yes. not really afraid it's of her. Like no, people it's saying I'm joke, bald. Yeah. It's just blown yeah. out of proportion. Yeah, it's really not. It's not a thing. But if I'm going into glare. a fight, I want Michaela on my team. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you that. That I agree with. Toughest guy that. in Letter Kenny, right there. Yeah, That's right. Michaela. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping she rubs off on me because I'm definitely Enneagram hey, keep nine. it to the bedroom, okay? God, yeah. Wait, what Enneagram are you? Nine. What, Enneagram nine. nine. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, we'll, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with oh, anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll roll with anything and then shank you passive-aggressively later. That's right. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a gift. I'll, I'll, just, uh, I'll just probably have ulcers. You know? <laughs> and probably. Yeah. And, then go, and then go take a nap. I'll just internalize it. Take it. 
diuretic shit and then take a nap. <laughs> a diuretic that shit. That's relatable. going in the hashtags. <laughs> um, so Michael asked about how long you've been writing. I know that you have, have done some uh, um, like fan- fantasy stuff and um, shit, I just lost the word where you... Uh, Fanfic. You've done some fanfic, which I know you don't want. I know we won't we broadcast. <laughs> we won't. We won't talk about it. But can we talk about like there. the which fan which fandoms or, or, or is that things? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Lord. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So that is right out Josh's yeah. alley. Mm-hmm. Have you read it, Josh? No, I haven't been allowed. Oh, this is this is from people who she tried to, to scrub the internet of it apparently, and I um, I think that like some fr- some good friends of hers decided that that was not right not or okay. just and kept it but i have never been allowed to see it yeah. so. oh man and good. never shall be world yeah. without Mother. end during that era of life where most of anything that you have put out into the world that remains accessible is just deeply deeply embarrassing mm. and it's interesting as like psychological study but not <laughs> not otherwise yeah. how we got here yeah. yeah like i even recall there being some sort of rabbit trail in praise of some of the southern generals of the confederate oh, oh, army oh, wow. and i was like well i was reading the abeka curriculum at that point, uh, same <laughs> same <laughs> So speaking of schooling, you were homeschooled. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Man. I'm just imagining Tom Bombadil and uh, and Gollum are are Tom Bombadil and Frodo. That's that's the fanfic I want. Tom. (laughs) Yeah, but but Frodo slowly removes his um, his southern gray uniform, you know, as he's. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. That that uh, that took a turn. Yep. <laughs> yes, unbuttoning those. Um, so then you went to a. Did you go to a like a Bible college, Christian college? What was the? I went to Messiah College, which um, is where again? Which is in Grantham, Pennsylvania. So that's wow. kind of like right in the middle of the states, close to Harrisburg. And at the time. I thought it was far too liberal. (laughs) (laughs) But I have since, you know, gone past even where they were. I think they were trying to go further too, but they had donors. So it was Mm. a little bit hard to. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They do put a hamper on things. Yes, they They sure do. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! And so, uh, before we get into like the book and some of the changes in your imagination and stuff, kind of going off of that, what, um, when would you say is the last time that you, you know, seriously engaged with Christianity as as a faith? So not just as a, as kind of an abstract mm-hmm. concept, but like, when would you say those the last time that you really were like in faith? Oh damn, that's a good question and difficult to difficult to pinpoint i think mostly because i would still say i would still say that i remain in faith however mm-hmm. as a mystic rather than a, in particular attachment to any mm-hmm. structure so i think maybe i would trace it to um 
when I was when I was postpartum, when I was first mm. realizing that. So, I think for for people who came up in the church, there's an array of experiences, and for some, like my nesting partner. Um, they get treated like a black sheep pretty early on, sometimes mm -hmm. for no reason that they can tell, like, why do, why is everyone continuing to label me as a rebel, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum is people like me <laughs> who, who are, you know, kind of like the church teacher's pet equivalent. Yeah. And Were you in the worship I, band? I was. Oh, I was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. four of us have that in common. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Youth, like youth leader. You know, vibe, all kinds of. Uh, so much. So many. So many days at church every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, towards the end, I ca calculated how much volunteer hours I was putting in before I. Uh, and it was it was like a good forty hours a week. I was volunteering at a church. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think it really, for me, it really wasn't until um, my mind and body broke postpartum that mm. I first experienced, oh, the track that is laid out for me in my gender and in my role in this community is antithetical to my well-being. And I'm going to need to leave it in some form. Yeah. Um, mm. So I think that would be probably what I would point to as the most drastic yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure that that y'all can relate as well. Like there, there's there's also the death of a thousand cuts storyline oh, sure. mm -hmm. alongside those dramatic moments, um, and that had to do with you know queerness in, well, <laughs> mostly in um, other people, and eventually I thought you know I'm just indignant on their behalf, and how could the church be treating them this way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of go, oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, maybe it's also. Me. <laughs> maybe it's very personal. Oh, man. Well, you know, and it's 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 been a while since you've you've been in the church, but, you know, you, you still are very spiritually active in some form or another. And um, I mean, I, I myself have benefited from a, co a couple tarot readings. So, you know, I feel like nice. I at least have, you know. That's that's been fun. <laughs> oh God, I love it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, of course. But oh, of course not. But that makes it more better. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like the Ouija board where you're both pushing the thing together, and you're like, something's making this happen. It's like, you yeah, should it set does. one up for Josh, where all you play into all his worst fears. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you're going to die next year. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really a fear. Is he your worst fear? It's not. You're going to know. live next I'm year. I'm going to live. I'm going to continue <laughs> living. That's really what it is. You will The horrors survive. will persist, and so will I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, man. So, all right. So, when I originally asked you to come on, the, the kind of the conceit of, of talking to you was about... Um, as a creator, as an author, and you know, and just uh, as a person, how has your um, imagination shifted over the years? And I think one way that that is um, gives us a starting point, at least, or, or kind of a base to to operate from, is is your book. So you wrote a book called "The Flower of the Cedar," and you published it in two thousand eight. Correct? You um, two thousand eighteen. So you said. Wait. 
eight. You wrote time. eight. I'm bad with time. Oh, 2008 was the first draft of the story first that draft. I wrote. Okay. okay. All yes. right. So yes, that's right. Because okay. So um, because you're when, when you wrote us the couple of chapters. So for everyone else, I asked Kay to provide us with a couple contrasting chapters with the original version versus where it is now. Um, so the first draft, the title of it is first draft, circa 2008, aka the all must be a Trojan horse for Jesus version. Um, and then she would write the second draft where it just says, uh, what, what would you just put like current version? Yeah. Say a second <laughs> yeah, edition. That one was boring. That one didn't have <laughs> um, a fun name. Didn't have a fun title. <laughs> um, and so you did self publish that one. And just so everyone knows the, the second edition will be published, uh, this summer, right? Through, uh, that is the plan. Through the Signum yeah, Press. Signum so. Press. Yeah. Nice. That's the plan. Nice. So mostly reliant on me actually finishing you know, it and doing letting the writing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you gave us the book in a nutshell. I'm going to also just kind of try to take my stab at it this way. It, it'll be more bumbling and you can make corrections for us um, instead of just reading it. So basically it's it's a Tolkien-esque kind of world, uh, kind of a high fantasy realm. The main characters um, are dryads, is the is their race, which is kind of a humanoid um, wood spirit, but they, they exist like basically in a corporeal form the whole time they're not like they don't become trees and not become trees that kind of thing right so um there is that they are kind of descended from a much more ancient i don't know if you could say magical race um of uh of dryads that were i guess more that way i guess is that a private and that kind of reminds me more of like um because the I've read more Lewis that has used dryads in there. And so yeah. like they would be able to kind of turn into a tree at will, or they become a tree looking person. Um, do you have a question before I, no, no, no. Okay. So, so then the story then covers a, a young female dryad who is missing her hearts. And so I guess that's kind of where we can really go. And then the story is this, how she meets another friend along the way and they go together. Um, so they're missing hearts and everyone all these dryads have three hearts they're not born with them like the ancient ones were and all the ancient ones that are still around are are basically like trees like solid trees and and there's very few of them left too everything else is just a normal tree or whatever so there's and they all have three hearts but they have to go get them so the hearts aren't they're not a heart like we have that pumps blood through the body or any sort of other nutrient they're also not a soul in the sense of like you're not you can still be a person without this thing it's not like some vital piece of your of your mind or body so what is this thing that they're going after what is what, what's the MacGuffin of this the story here <laughs> so i you know at, tolkien likes to say that he cordially dislikes allegory in all its forms i do not i like allegory <laughs> a lot um i enjoy i just enjoy that form and i always have so i was reaching for something that would evoke our sense as humans of i am not complete mm. i am there's something lacking there's something missing i have i have longing like i I wish for some different world. I wish for some better connection. I don't know what it is even that I wish for. Like sometimes it's in coit, but I, I just have this longing. And throughout the course of my life, I'm, I'm seeking. I'm, I have that sense of like searching and trying to push outward, trying to make sense of me, trying to make sense of the world. And so I wanted to give these characters something that 
almost straddles between that for us, which is entirely intangible and the physical mm-hmm. um, so that it would be an actual thing, but also often evoking that like more metaphysical reality. Mm-hmm. And um, in tandem with that, I wanted to, I wanted to use an object for the quest that wasn't a single once and done thing Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you all, but I um, seem to keep looking (laughs) (laughs) and I reach, I reach like I do actually find Mm -hmm. and then there's more. (laughs) (laughs) And so I wanted it to be like a multi-layered seeking Mm -hmm. and that way we can have first the entire absence then there is the discovery of like each seed of the Mm -hmm. heart Mm -hmm. and then each of those seeds needs to die Mm -hmm. and then they all need to be brought to the summer mountain which is one of the like last remaining places in the mortal world where the soil can still bring heart seeds to life for dryads. Um, So it's, I was sort of attempting to like create this multi-layered quest story rather than there is one goblet that we must (laughs) seek. Get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This one is more, more in the realm of heroine's journey tropes, I would say. Nice. I was thinking of, um, not to say that this is th- th- what what came to my mind when you're talking about it wasn't just one thing was um, the Wizard of Oz where they have to find mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. the 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 lion's heart the mm-hmm. or, no no the courage the heart and then Tin Man's heart the Scarecrow's brain brain, brain. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. L Frank bomb man. <clears throat> Knew what he was doing. Yeah. I was thinking, he had a point there. I was thinking of Horcruxes. Yeah. Horcruxes. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, yes. This is Which gonna... works as well. You know, it's the fantasy trope of like a yeah. part of the body that can be externalized and imbued yeah. with magic properties. So yeah, it's it's yeah. all been done before. I love playing <laughs> around with stuff that's out there already. Yeah. <laughs> you strike me as somebody who would like the book uh, "Till We Have Faces." Oh my God! Yes, (laughs) (laughs) we've been talking a lot about it because of Corey's uh, um, class or the the Mythgard class that he'd been doing. So that's why I've been rereading it. So we've been talking about Uh, it. Okay, we finally got something. Like I I was just like, okay, yeah, till we have faces. Mm -hmm. That's it. I named uh, both my children after C.S. Lewis characters and from Narnia. So Diggory and Erebus. It's the White Witch. Actually. Yeah, we, we that's their name, Puddle Glum and the White Witch. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So. nice. Oh, you. Uh, so one really interesting thing is like the, um, the, the interplay between the two main female protagonists. So you've got Lara, who who grew up in a essentially alone, only child in a family that uh, just. I mean, it, I guess emotional abuse is, is probably yeah. a good way to put it, but just, I mean, ig- ignoring her and, and, um, yeah, neglect, keeping, neglect. Yeah. yeah. Keeping her away from everyone and everything. And so she only gets snippets from kind of travelers and stuff like that of like anything bigger than her very straighted, um, ex- experience in reality. 
And so then she meets Lara, who, you know, in the original Trojan horse version might have been like, she's a Christian and she has all of the answers because she can, yes. she grew up in this family and she can lead <laughs> you here to all of the things you need to know. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. So how, how did you begin to navigate that Jan is not, she's not from the all knowing family that, that has all the answers and they all have their hearts and they're all along the path further and that kind of thing. That's so <laughs> there's um, there's this course called the artist's way that I'm going through right now. And the woman who put it together, Julia Cameron, she has a line in there that says, if you want to work on your art, work on your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that shift was unfortunately not, not unfortunately, painfully, but not unfortunately um, a direct result of my own life breaking open hmm. and primarily through my partner Javid being able to see over time I don't have it as together as I thought that I did <laughs> I too <laughs> am human I um, I was able to slowly see how much I had been raised up to to present oneself to the world as already arrived and mm -hmm. as a possessor of that perfect joy and peace surpassing understanding that will make <laughs> others want to come and be mm -hmm. acolytes just like you and i had internalized that so much that i just thought that it was my entire identity and so it was um it was a a surprise <laughs> <laughs> to discover <laughs> yeah. that um, I'm I'm allowed to not have arrived. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing how uh, partners can find that in us. <laughs> like, uh huh. And, and, and not like like. Yeah, Michaela it has it no is, notes. It's not always like <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll but not, I don't. Song. I don't. It's not always a negative thing. But there is there. Right. Like, yeah. You know through through that struggle back and forth you if you're open to to learning from your partner there's so much to learn from them about who you are mm -hmm. you know so yes yes yeah. oh my god and there's such richness there like if you can make it through the ego freaking the fuck out yeah like, you can get past that oh man it's so valuable <laughs> yeah Oh. Yeah. Um, so one thing I've been really curious about, and I'm, I'm glad to kind of, I glad I didn't ask this in like our author circle stuff that I've waited for now. So why did you decide to rewrite this book so substantially? Why didn't you just leave it as it was and write another book? So what are you, you know, pardon the pun, what are you redeeming about what you, this? What are you George you Lucasing this, this for? Yeah. Why are you George <laughs> Lucasing this? <laughs> well, certainly. So what is it, it that you saw in it? I guess yeah. it's kind of the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, I think it was actually just a little curl of curiosity. Like, mm. I loved writing this story, but at so many points I was, you know, in that straight jacket of mm -hmm. certain morals need to be delivered and certain conclusions need to be reached and they need to be optimistic ones. Mm. And... I just had this 
the opportunity presented itself because the press approached me and said, hey, we would love to pick up the book and release it as is, or we could revamp it with you if you want to take it through an editing process. Mm-hmm. And I just, the thought of like, how would I write it if <laughs> I didn't have to yeah, do yeah. all of the things that I thought that I had to do back then? If it was allowed to just be a story, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it's like, I wanted to, I wanted to try. so i i have uh songs i wrote when i was you know like really evangelical that i i do now but what i do when i play them is i just kind of edit words and phrases on the fly it seems like this is a much i mean obviously writing a book is a lot more than writing a song so but a much more thorough um I mean, it's not just like changing words or changing images. Like, you kind of had to go in and and gut it, and mm-hmm. you know, redo it. How was that as the creator of the original to maybe not kill your darling, but to sort of uh, whack it upside the head? <laughs> yeah, times. maybe put it under for a while and <laughs> stay down, see, damn it. See if it comes back. Uh, you know. Yes. What, oh, just what God. was that like, uh, sort of emotionally and creatively? in that process what an insightful question well it just it sounds like the type of question that only like a fellow creative knows to yeah. ask like sort of cringing oh god how was that you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think <laughs> i think i've done a lot of like writhing in embarrassment actually not to put too fine a point on it but (laughs) but there's also there's also something that's been a gift even in that on a meta level Hmm. because you know so the first time that i was writing this story i took about 10 years where i was writing it and rewriting it and rewriting it and barely showing it to people and the thought of like trying to let it go out into the world was really intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. And I am discovering that the more I practice, just, just do it. Like just play, let yourself be seen learning, <laughs> mm-hmm. let yourself be seen as you're like messy and reworking things. And it's excruciating. And yet I can feel the beginnings of, it's starting to help me take myself less seriously, <laughs> be less like cramped around yeah. my own creative expressions. And I think I've needed that more than <laughs> yeah. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like you're, you're editing someone else's book? <laughs> huh. Huh. That's a good question. Man, y'all are good at this. <laughs> <laughs> It actually, yes, a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, because I've changed enough since the first time I wrote it. Yeah. I think I think the challenge has been not to not to be cruel to her though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm not I'm not far out enough from it to know yeah. the unwisdom of that. I'm still trying to kind of go back and be like, what the fuck 
was wrong with you? Why didn't you do X or Y? Yeah. Why were you so <laughs> obsequious? Why were you this? Why were you that? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm still learning to deeply listen. Yeah. You got to give that person grace. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. and that's, that's a loaded word, but at the same time, it, 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 it fits for our, our former selves is learning how mm-hmm. to give ourselves grace. And I think I, Derek Webb often says that, you know, whenever he plays his older songs, it's like he's covering another man's work. Um, and it's a different, it's a different connection that he's got. He's, he's, he's doing his old, old stuff that he did in another lifetime ago. So, yeah, I think, I think, man, I think we, when I, obviously I haven't written the book, but, um, I've said a lot of shitty things in the past. Um, <laughs> and, and Recorded in, in, the, in the name of God, and and some recorded, um, uh, <laughs> but but I I think about like like and I'm not putting this on you that you've done damage to people. Um, oh, you can say that I have done but, damage to people. I have. Yeah, but, but I I think what we have to do is in a way own that, but also disassociate mm-hmm. that that's not who we are anymore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've really, I've really fallen in love with Richard War's phrase to transcend and include. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's what my yeah. spirituality is aiming for these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Old Dicky Roar. Love Dickie Roars. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if I, if, if this is correct or not, did, did the, in the original, was the God referred to in both masculine and feminine pronouns? No, hell okay. no. So what I was asking was, is if that would have felt transgressive at the time, but I, for some oh, yeah. reason I had it in my mind that that was the case, but like mm-hmm. in the winter it was man and masculine and in the summer it was feminine or whatever. But so that was, so that's, that's a new addition then. It just that feels is. like it's always been there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, in a way, it has. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it took it took a long time, and especially my coven mate Sharon really working on on me over years of just getting the message through that feminism is is a good thing. It's yeah. it was really that was a hard that was a hard hurdle for me. I was such a loyal foot soldier of the patriarchy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That, oh, and I should say that that Kay's uh, Kay has a has a group of of mostly female friends that she has known for years and years, and they call themselves the Coven, so they're Coven mates. Um, oh yes, thank you. And that's Sorry. and I'm I'm gonna be in it amongst this numbers at some point, but I'm just not quite there mm-hmm. yet. So nice. We've um, we've developed like an auxiliary for those those who are of other gender, you know. Yeah. Well, it's specifically, like a, really the male gender. It's like how you can Sorry. be you could be a secular Franciscan. <laughs> I'm gonna be a male Coven mate. You're welcome into yes. the. You're welcome into the foyer, but not into yeah, the exactly. hallway. It's the, the nave. Exactly. Sorry. It's the nave. <laughs> you can be in the court of Gentiles. And yes, then there we go. <laughs> court of women at some yeah. point, whichever. Oh, hell yeah, I'll be in the court of women. Um, <laughs> that really needs to be written down. I'll be in the court of women. Um, so, Mike, how would, um, so, okay. Uh, I want to read just a couple, like, like single lines to sh- to show some of the differences. Um, so these are particularly from the. I love how you titled it the Numinous Underground Cavern Passage. Um, <laughs> I thought so, you would like that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so she's the the in the first version is you know she's coming in and she's just um, Laura keeps saying I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry, 
Um, and then the divine being says, that is good. Bring it with you. I have hope for the ones who are ashamed on my dorm- doorstep. Um, Could you tell I hadn't read Brene Brown yet? Right. <laughs> and then, and then it, like a few few lines later follows with when they ask who she is, she says, no one. And they're like, who, what did she say? And they're like, she said she's no one. And then they don't, like, they just leave it at that, right? And move on. Whereas in the newer, the, the more recent version, she says, oh, and they do, they do echo her by saying that she's very ugly um, at some point in there because she feels ugly. And then whereas in this one, there is, I can't even find where it says, you know, that there is, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing about them saying that somebody's ashamed on the doorstep at all. Like that's just completely stricken out. And then, um, you know, they, when they say she's no one, uh, they, the response is who told you that? And then a few lines later says they forget. They always forget. Um, so like that's that switch between those is just fucking great. Yeah. Um, thanks Josh. And, uh, I love it when like she keeps repeating that, you know, the glory is gone, a punishment, a punishment. And I, to be clear in the, in the world, she's talking about like the life that the dryads used to live in kind of ancient times. Right. So she's saying that it's gone. And, and then the child says a punishment. Um, and the child says the child laughter peeled out around her says, no, no, a process. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of some of the, to echo some of those things we've been talking about that, that, you know, it is a process and, and, you know, as your, your work is, is imitating life there. Um, just fucking great. Fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much. I, I do. Love that you kept in the Song of Solomon quote anyway. Uh-huh. Just, uh, <laughs> the dark am I. That's actually, I, Michaela I was love reading that line that. too. I, yeah. I know. I was like, oh, sometimes it really just nails it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. gotta give credit where it's due. <laughs> that's good. And that's been really, inter- so a really interesting process for me creatively and just kind of general imagination as well has been the slow, it's not it's not like it's left, but it's taken a different seat in the car. Um, the biblical kind of imaginary being as the frame yes. and filter. So it's yes. definitely there. I can still pull up a random Bible quote as easily as, as, easily as I can pull up a, a music, a lyric quote or a, mm-hmm. a show quote or whatever. But it's not, it's less of the dominant everything is filtered through it, whether I like it or not, right. than mm-hmm. it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious everything what that's has been... to be tied to it right well and like even after I stopped thinking it had to be it was just always there everything I thought through like went imaginatively through that filter mm-hmm. like it was just that was the those were the lenses I was literally it's like wearing glasses with those colors yeah. um, yes yeah and like so oh. it's like I put on a new pair and there's still some of the that level of tint I guess in there but it's not the entire thing yeah. so I'm just curious yeah. what like as you have written as you have because you've done a lot more substantial creation on the other not other end but at, further along that process what has that been like imagination wise it's felt like <sighs> spaciousness like i can if you don't if you're not as rigid in the parameters of where you can go with something mm-hmm. and what you can try to express if if it's not already laid out that you have to, even if you take people through some darkness, you have to land at hope. Mm -hmm. Like if there's, if all of those are taken away and I can just try telling what feels true, Mm -hmm. even if I am afraid of it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's so much, there's so much 
just relief in that Mm. because then I'm not having to be feeling the pain of being human Mm. and on top of that also feeling the burden of trying to heal that pain for other people. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier to, mm-hmm. to not have to know what the hell any of this is. Yeah. <laughs> the title of this episode is totally going to be the pain of being human. <laughs> no. and it, have you, have you come across the Kate Bowler book? No cure for being human. No, nope, that's uh, an awesome title. Yes. Yeah, I just have that book in my house so that the title can speak to anyone. Who <laughs> <laughs> See, I know, I know, I'm a, I'm a terrible person. I get it. <laughs> same, 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 same. It seems like kind of to what you were saying, Josh, and then Kay about like relieving that pressure and having the freedom mm-hmm. um, to be able to still draw upon either biblical illusion or stories or something but then to not feel like i have to use it in the way that Mm -hmm. you know god intended when he obviously yes forced that person's hand to write those words and predict (laughs) but just like (laughs) but i think about it like when you hear a lot of songwriters who i don't know you know springsteen or john prine's personal take on faith but they can just grab those things mm-hmm. and drop lines in and Dude, Leonard Code was the best at yeah, that. Yeah. And just <gasps> like use it, you know, without all the without clenching their ass up and mm-hmm. just go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> you know, do this. And there's so much more freedom than that than when like um yeah, you have to and then you can also pull from this other bucket or this other mm-hmm. tackle mm-hmm. box and get a different lure out and go, Oh, this works here and it's not like you're committing some sin. You're just like, yeah, yes. I'm serving the story and this does and this doesn't. Yes. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm almost, Oh, go ahead. Kay. Oh yeah. No, I was going to say there's this, um, this early, I would say one of my like proto feminist sources that helped (laughs) me cross that threshold. Uh, It's a book by Gertrude Mueller Nelson called here. All dwell free stories to heal the wounded feminine. My copy, I have your copy that you, let uh-huh. me sit in on my nightstand. I'm I still. Yeah. That is a good yeah. title. Sorry, that's that's a really so good oh, title. Oh, I know, right? Oh my god, I'm just collecting books across my lifetime where their their titles alone are worth the price of admission. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, only... he... go ahead. Oh yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna, oh. I was gonna say if only T.D. Jakes' "Woman Thou Art Loose" right? was a little. <laughs> <laughs> it had better content. The title yeah, is the title's great. I was like, is or, this is this like a BDSM manual or something? Thou art loose. Just no D at the end. Probably. probably. <laughs> Sorry. Thou art loose. Sorry to interrupt you to throw in that worthless. <laughs> that was, that. well, I beg to differ. That was um, Everything belongs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard Rohr said that. <laughs> Richard Rohr. Friend of the podcast, Richard Rohr. Off on this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she had, I remember one of the things that felt so transgressive and alluring to me when I first read that book was at the beginning, she talked about, so she was a Christian, the book itself was, you know, written from that lens, but she talked about the power of story and myth and fairy tale. And her examples were like Greek myth, Norse mythology, gospel Mm -hmm. story, like it was all 
mixed in at the same level. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was a revelation. <laughs> it's like, wait, but, but, but the supremacy, like <laughs> we have to keep the supremacy. This Obviously. book has to be higher than mm -hmm. all other books. Like we can't, yeah. It, oh God. Hmm. So I love it. I don't think, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so the last question I have written down here. Um, so the, this one made me laugh to think about. So I, I want to hear at, at, le at least the three main characters, um, the early version and the current version. If someone came up to them and said, who, who is the God that you're talking about? Cause they always, they, they talk about the God. How do they respond to that? So how does like Laura or you can start with Jan or Dane or whoever, but like, how do they respond to that? How, how, who is this God you're talking about? Okay. In the original version? Yeah. Like com compare both. So, like tell me both of how they would say then and now. Okay. So I think then Lara would have said, I have no idea. No one will tell me. The little bits that I've heard about this being alarm me. And I don't think that I want him seeing me or having any access to my life. Mm. Um, the Lara of this iteration would probably say about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, the, the, God slash goddess element is more muted this time around. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't think that she would be nearly as <sighs> nearly as focused and nearly as alarmed in, in like a narrow way at that particular mm -hmm. figure. It, her alarm is more in general at the whole world. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the God character looms like, like a giant, shadow mm -hmm. over her the entire time in the first one it's definitely lessened in this yes yeah yeah because of course you know i was like well she has to be the quintessential everyman figure who is rebellious against god and has sin <laughs> and needs to you know fill in all of those familiar blanks <laughs> and so it was pretty exaggerated i think the first time that i wrote her um and i really tried to harp on how lacking she was um and I, i'm i hope <laughs> i'm writing her with more dignity this time around as seen through a lens of trauma and not of sin mm. um i had no touch point for that the first time around and i had a few friends who read it including my partner um who gave me an honest reaction of like you're a little mean to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? Oh my God. Like that's terrible. Um, yeah. So I think, I think hers, hers has softened, but not changed a lot. Um, Jan's, she was the, you know, obedient daughter of the church figure. Mm -hmm. And so she would have had a very clear image of this. Clear, this right? Not, not queer. Clear image. More, yeah. More's the pity. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, of um, this benevolent interventionist mm. God figure. In the original story, there were even like communications directly to these characters. Um, 
through, you know, sort of more fantastical means, but still like it was Mm -hmm. an actual, you were interacting with a character. (laughs) Hmm. Um, And I've removed that almost entirely at this point. I don't know if I will, I don't know if we'll have any more. We've, we've got like multiple mystical divine beings. So it's, it's Hmm. much more uh, diffuse this time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think this time I have given her, uncertainty mm-hmm. and um, a storyline where she is wondering whether her parents' version of what the world is, is reliable or not. Mm-hmm. And she's encountering things and experiences and feelings that contradict or that throw those things into question um, and experiencing distress. And Lara gets to be a source of support for her, which never happened in the first one, because of course the sinner has to, you know, the sinner is lesser. The yes, Christians yeah. are the one who, the ones who are strong and can. Ugh, anyway. <laughs> 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 and Dane, I don't know yet. I he was also very, you know, kind of quintessential faithful. He was essentially the equivalent of like a missionary in that world, mm. and. Um, he has remained that way at the beginning, but I actually think, so I'm right now in the midst of rewriting a chapter and I think that he's leaving the church. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's showing signs. It I feels think- like he's on his way yeah. out. <laughs> he stopped yeah. tithing. It's happening. <laughs> He's yeah. down to once a month playing bass. Yeah, he, li- <laughs> he listens to secular music now. It's, it's he's not all... running slides. He's, he's not, not doing it. He's done. He's not even looking for the, if you like this band, you'll like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, this, you know, it's, it's a little, um, it's a little light. Or it's a little shallow to make one-to-one correlations in this instance, but um, I think it is the equivalent. So I'm trying to figure yeah. out what to do with that arc as we speak. Yeah. We shall see. Um, have we mentioned the name of the book? I don't know. I did we, at the very beginning. Right. But. What's, uh, what's the name of the book? Are you keeping the same name for the, the new edition? That I am, yes. Okay. The title is The Flower of the Cedar. Okay, um, yes. Yeah, I remember that. And that one. one is staying forever because it's from an absolutely gorgeous Tolkien adjacent quote that just remains evergreen and is yeah. Wonderful. So, (laughs) and I I would suggest, um, and we'll make sure we like bump it whenever it is finally released when Sigma releases it. Um, Mm, uh, but I would also suggest anyone who, who gets an opportunity to listen to the audio version. Um, cause Kay is an, is I'm just bragging on my friend now is, is just a fucking beautiful reader. Like, her reading in general is wonderful, but like her reading of her own stuff is really, really good. So if you like audiobooks, it's well, well worth your time. That's awesome. Thanks, Josh. Do you have Do you have time for a lightning round? Oh yes, yes Sweet. I do. Neat. All right. Um, what is your beverage of choice? Oh, 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 before we do that, think about that. Yes. But before that, I want to mention we do have a comment from Andy Moore. It says, "I love the first edition. Can't wait to read the story for the first time again." Yes, isn't that, Josh, isn't that your friend, Andy? I mean, I'm friends with Andy, I guess. He's fine. I think, did, no, I'm just kidding. He, wasn't he the one that you filmed he, a polo with? 
with Andy at one time. Filmed I probably. Think. I don't know. That maybe. name is ringing a bell. I, it would have been Andy, like at a live event. Andy Moore lives in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. So it might have been at a live event that you filmed what with, like Marco a, Polo. A Marco Polo. If I had met him, if I was drunk at a live event, I probably would have filmed. Andy says yes. That yes. Was me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I say <laughs> if I was drunk at a live event, I would definitely have filmed the polo to you from him, saying that he liked your book. That was is absolutely. Josh wearing a T Rex costume? <laughs> well, yeah. No, not that one. That was a different event. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, Andy's Andy. One of your com that comment of yours, that response of yours, like has deeply touched me and has stayed with me this entire process. I was so, I was so struck by by that. And so thank you. By the way, it's really nice to. He's fine. See you it's okay. He's the best. It's all right. He's fine. You can Andy Moore is he's great. Fine. We love him. <laughs> I do like him. <laughs> He's actually a good person. Yeah, that's why he is not on he, the he's podcast. A good, he's, he's a good person surrounded by terrible people. Um, he he wrote a lot of our uh, songs in our in our the show that we the do stingers this and thing stuff. that we're doing. Oh, right now. cool! Yeah, he does like all, all no. songs. Nice. Um, all right, back to the lightning round. Uh, beverage of choice: mm, green tea with jasmine and coconut sugar and a splash of milk. I love how specific that That's is. Awesome. I, I knew so, it was. And it also be tea. sounds really good. I was like, it's going to be tea, but I was not <laughs> I expecting know that. that. <laughs> you have tea drinker vibes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I was born born to be a hippie. It's just a little right. late. I missed it. Writers who are not of the Hemingway ilk tend to be a tea drinker. <laughs> I'm definitely more of the I'm Hemingway more ilk. <laughs> and not a writer. What What is the. Uh, me, not you, Josh. Me. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm <laughs> what is the last album you listened to, start to finish? Oh, oh God. Okay, what's his name? He's beautiful. The Fruitful Darkness the by fruit. Trevor Hall. Oh, oh, I know who that is. I don't listen yes. to like regularly, but some of his songs are. I featured on a podcast <laughs> I used to do called Hymns of Reconstruction. So, yeah. So, now it's a playlist yeah. on Spotify. Now it's a playlist available on Spotify for everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, Trevor Hall, that's that's great. Um, what is your favorite movie that you've seen in the last year? It doesn't have to have had come out in the last year, but you have had to have watched it in the last year. Okay. Oh, that's hard. You can't ask any of your nines to choose favorites. <laughs> this, that's just not fair. Um, okay, I think I think I would say we got a dog went, on the loose in here. I, I apologize. <laughs> Bumpus's <laughs> hounds broke in. <laughs> Bumpuses. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the title of it. I took myself out to the theater and watched it. Ugh. damn. Oh, brain, you're trying. It's not coming to me. If it if it comes before we end, I will just shout it out. Who who was name? Do you know who was in it? Um, I know that it was directed by Reese Witherspoon, and it was based on a oh, where the crawdads sing. Ah, uh, mm, yes. There we go. There it is. Thank you. Yes, that's, <laughs> I, Steve uh, Austin always talked about that book. Always talked about it. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't get to talk with him about it. Fucking. <laughs> Damn, uh, Steve. I um, never got to meet him in person. This is not fair. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he was. He was. He was a force. He was for lost. sure. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars film? Hmm. Okay, I'm not enough of a Star Wars fan to know the name, 
but it, it is like actually the very first original released one. Okay, A New Hope, um, the first one. Yes, yes, Star yes. or just nice. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were. Yeah. What was the show you were recently watching that you really liked a lot? Which one of them? Was it you Ahsoka? Sense Eight. No, oh, no, no, wait, no. A, a Star Wars? Yeah, you were oh. recently talking about a Star Wars show that you were... I was? I thought so. Maybe there was a different Disney Plus show we were talking about, but I thought it was Star Wars. Huh. Maybe not. Well, it very likely could be, because my memory leaves certain things to be desired. Because I don't think it was a Andor? Marvel show. Andor? Mm-mm. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you, do you believe, or, or what do you think about the multiverse? Oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I <Nice>. hope. <laughs> what is the best uh, sitcom theme song? Oh, sitcom theme song. McGee and Me. I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a, thank that was, goodness. That was a church video that series. That is a church oh, VHS. God. Oh, my God. I just remembered that. Yeah, the, with like the roof wow. over machine in the beginning. I blocked that and out. The blonde Thank hair. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Here to bring up trauma. Yeah. <sighs> I I'm afraid that nothing is coming to mind for sitcom theme songs. I apologize. Oh, she was she was homeschooled, guys. I mean, she. I was. Uh, I missed a lot. I missed a lot. Is what your details a theme song <laughs> or a yeah. sitcom? Can that count? <laughs> That's pretty great. It's a banger. Three songs with it's Larry. Well, do you have a favorite like sitcom in general? I don't know if it counts as a sitcom. I really enjoy Call the Midwife. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think that's the first Call the Midwife reference we've had on this podcast. Nice. <laughs> and a show that I've never seen before. So, Whoa. Oh my God. holy yeah. shit. That's like yeah. I know what it is. I just have my never watched God. it. Yeah. Somebody needs to like timestamp this and quote it and put it up on the pub that I have never seen Call the Midwife. <laughs> Michael Basinger. What uh, what is your what's your favorite book? Come on. Gotcha. <laughs> that's that's so beyond fair. It's mean. Even ugh. Do you have a it's favorite author? Like, it, okay. And why is it Francine Let's... Rivers? Francine <laughs> Rivers. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had a Francine Rivers era. Don't tell me you didn't. Don't lie about I it. Really did. I read Redeeming Love so many times. I feel like it really <laughs> fucked me up. Ugh. Anyway, um, let's go with Elizabeth Gilbert for right now. Okay. I've really been into her recently. Yeah. Big, Big magic. magic. Yeah. Big yeah. magic. Even you better, the signature of all things. Oh, I haven't. I haven't read is that, that newer? It is the book that she released after Eat, Pray, Love that oh, okay. everyone was clamoring for and that she was like, y'all, this is not an Eat, Pray, Love sequel. You're not going to yes. be happy with it. But sorry, I got really into 19th century naturalists and I really wanted to tell this story. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Like, it's just, I can't, I've reread it about four times now and I only got it in the last two years. So awesome. All right. When you write, Mm -hmm. what are you listening to? Always instrumental music. It it can't have lyrics. I I can't, I cannot, I cannot. Lord of the Rings soundtrack. I've got a rush song I played earlier. (laughs) (laughs) It's instrumental. I have a few playlists, and then I also listen to a channel on YouTube called Soothing Relaxation. 
Nice. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> cool. All right. I, um, probably the most important. Where can people find you online? Where can they follow you and find more information about your book and all the things you've, you got a podcast too, I think, or you had a podcast or yeah. there's a podcast out there. There is still a podcast out there walking around, kicking up shit. Yeah. Nice. It's, Love um, it. it's the first, the first edition of the book actually. So I just read it chapter by chapter. Oh, that's it. awesome. Yeah. I made like a little Patreon for it. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, the best, the best place is probably my website. So that's just my whole name. K A Y. B E N A V R A H A M dot com. Yes, it's still going. It goes. Yes. It goes on and on. It goes on. Um, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too. If Josh perfect. reminds me. Yes. If, if it's not in the show notes, Josh didn't do his job and reminded me. Okay. So, Sounds good. So we'll we'll definitely get it in there. So um awesome. Well thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks, Gay. This was magnificent. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. It was really fun. <laughs> well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide. Uh, what? Oh, we got what? what? You know, that's right. Smash tags. <laughs> I have the least, so I'll go first. All right. Uh, hashtag woman thou art loose. <laughs> <laughs> um, hashtag spunk trumpet. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. I'm Trump. Um, hashtag duck butterscotch. Um, <laughs> hashtag he was the best barista. <laughs> and hashtag now he's here for the stingrays. I don't remember the barista one. Pete? The- <laughs> oh, Pete. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, All right. Fucking Pete's coffee. <laughs> All right. uh, hashtag Lucas the voices guy. <laughs> <laughs> a murder of foreskins. Oh god. Golden hemorrhoids. <laughs> Plunges vigorously. Oh, golden yeah. hemorrhoids was like that great song in the medley at the end of the Beatles yeah. where it's like golden <laughs> hemorrhoids <laughs> fill your ass. Um Polly's love rush. Uh <laughs> They do. Hashtag I like knob socket. I like uh, knob socket. <laughs> hard butterscotch. Uh hashtag it was Pete. Uh, the Butcher of Bloomington. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good one. <laughs> Hashtag Nugnito. Nugnito. Yes. Hashtag Don't take my dildo. Uh, my my vote butt puggling. <laughs> oh my god. Stingray Jesus, Steve Austin Street Cred, uh, Diuretic Shit in a Nap, <laughs> Church Teacher's Pet, and Tea Drinker Vibes. <laughs> nice. All right. I've got has substantially less bite, <clears throat> uh, plunges vigorously, <laughs> Diuretic Shit, <laughs> Lord of the Rings fanfic. Uh, I'll be in the court of women. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> uh, p- Pumpets of sounds. <laughs> a school of skins. Uh, a school jo- of skins. Yeah. Josh's vinegar strokes. <laughs> What's this one? 
Oh, uh, first one's free Methodist. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good name of a church plant. I don't care. Uh, Butcher of Bloomington. God, we got some real good ones. You need to keep Butcher of Bloomington just as his nickname Oh, now fuck on. yes. I, I'm going to do that right now before I fucking forget. Write that down. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> fuck. I right. want to forget about it yes. until next week. I, I'll never, I'll never remember. Uh, kind of like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Jong, uh, right? Is that what yeah, Donkey Jong. Uh, <laughs> Nugnito. <laughs> Man. Nugnito. Butt puggling. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's not about a wheelchair. Ray Jesus and Pete's coffee. <laughs> it's not about a wheelchair. It's a wheelchair. I just want somebody to play the It's a Good Old Boys with a guy in a wheelchair. It's, I'm hearing <laughs> making the, jumps. I'm hearing the Dukes of Hazard thing. Good old boy. Got, got into some real trouble. <laughs> He freezes in midair. He got into some wheel trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh I feel like Butchers of Bloomington, Nut Nego, and Butt Puggling are just <laughs> top shelf. <laughs> well, we got to keep Butcher of Bloomington for his nickname. All right. Well, so, that one won't that die. Been my my vote right. is either Butt Puggling or Nug Nego. <laughs> I'm good with either one. <laughs> Lucas. I'm changing Josh's name in here to Nugnito. <laughs> okay, then do butt puggling. That's okay. our hashtag. Butt puggling. <laughs> oh, I thought it was banana crap shoot or something like you that. You were. But that's already taken because we were making fun of somebody else. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, good episode, guys. Good fucking episode. Check out Kay's, uh, Kay's shit. Yeah. Uh, remind me to put that on the show notes. I sent it to you in a message. Oh, well, I've slept since then. <laughs> <laughs> he takes several cat naps during the episode. <laughs> like, I've been sleeping this whole time. Micro naps. Uh, yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash bastards podcast. Uh, meaningless apparel on Etsy. Um, buy Josh's book. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and tithe to Red Door Church. Yeah. There we go. Get it, get it all in there. Get all our stuff. That's right. Yeah. And, we'll, and, and buy what's up? What? ConAgra products. ConAgra products, yes. <laughs> but I think the Rotel for the Super Bowl really up there. I up think there so. The oh, what, did he bring Rotel? No. Oh, no. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I don't know if that's one of their products. But Seems like it should be. Popular this time of year. Nug Nito. <laughs> Nug fucking Nito. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, Uh, Oh, wait. There's still time. Wait. Bye. 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 Bye.